yeah. do like an intro? Like, like I'm following your lead, bro. Not really. Okay. Uh, the intro is this. I'm here. <laughs> I am here right now Hello. with my man, Steven Ignoramus. Episode four with him on my channel. I've been on his channel twice, officially, and I think a, a few times I've dropped by on like different you, like, streams and stuff. Or, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The 24 hour the 24 hour stream, stream. Yeah. I think there was like a Halloween stream or something I did but um, yeah good dude uh, so I'll, I'll plug your stuff for you ignoramus streams on YouTube ignoramus on rumble definitely find and follow on rumble that's gonna be the move going forward I mean we'll see about that but maybe dude, I, hope, going forward. I hope I hope uh, <laughs> there could be just one place where there isn't censorship <laughs> it would be fantastic and a weekday morning daily streams, 10 a.m. Eastern, which is the fake time zone, 9 a.m. Central, which is the one true time zone. I, I do have to correct you a little bit. <laughs> I actually start at 8 a.m. Central now. 8 a.m. Central. I do okay. uh, the Bible, a Bible study from oh, okay, nine, yeah, from. Yeah, true, yeah. Are we speaking in real time zone or fake saucy time zones? The real time, central time zone. No, the unknown, real true no, no, time no. zone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at 8 a.m. Uh, 8 a.m. Central, we, we read from the Bible, do some prayer, and then uh, at um, 9 a.m. Central, it's, uh, you know, the greatest anti-news <laughs> show this side of heaven, you know what I mean? The cultural pop, pop yeah, culture. I don't even know what to call it, man. Current events. Yeah. It's how, it's how my life. Tomfoolery in, it, in general. It's how yeah. my life, <laughs> current events, history, and, like, meme internet culture, dissident right internet culture intersect <laughs> that's basically yeah. what it is because yeah. i can't tell people it's a news show i can't yeah. that's like fate famous last words and they like turn it on I, you know a couple times someone like i would tell someone in real life about it and they would get in the live chat and they're like i'm out i didn't know who you were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i didn't know who you were I was like sorry so I've gotten that a few times. It's it's always iffy when you tell like your real life friends like, hey, you do, like, oh yeah, on a podcast, like I'll it, drop man. it, like oh, on a podcast I talked about that. What you do podcasts? And it's like, no, I don't want you. <laughs> I know you, and you're not gonna like my podcast. I've trapped myself so many times, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just, you know, it's just. A, I had a show the other day, just called it's it's just a live stream. You know, that's what it is. Just, yeah, live it's just a live stream. It's just a live stream. So You're going to have to watch it to know what it is. Uh, but don't watch it. But don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging your thing. Sorry, you're yeah. telling me not yeah. to plug your thing. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. But then you, you're on Liberty Links now. No. No. I'm on Linktree. Linktree? Yeah. I never left. <laughs> Linktr.ee forward slash ignoramus media. I'm having a brand branding issue where I like have like five, 50 different names. Yeah. <laughs> you say you're based, but you weren't banned on Linktree yet. Yeah, I know. Man. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, there was a big ban wave when it was like a, they, they do like ban bots, dude. It was like yeah, 30,000 people got banned in a day. Yeah. And I was like, you know, one of the, you know, mass digital, mass graves of digital skulls that was <laughs> collected by the man. So, yeah. Anyway. But then uh, at No Nothing Music. Yeah. All one K N O W. Nothing Music on YouTube. Mm. And uh, I wanted to say that last because I did want to ask you and have you tell the people about your upcoming album. Uh, this is actually the, you know, I recorded it back in um, like, December through March 
and I then the producer of it. I'm not trying to like throw any shade or anything, but he took a, a su- his sweet time, you know, like <laughs> I, he was working on other projects, um, uh, mixing and stuff like that. And I, I'm hoping that it will be out. Um, I'm looking at a Halloween release date, like maybe a week or two before or something like yeah. that. But it's almost done. We need like uh, two more two more sessions of mixing, and it will be out sometime in October. It's called Yankee Out the North. That's the name of the album. Out the out the north. Yankee out the north. Yankee out the north. It's it's a, and it's it's, there's a song that I wrote on the album. That's uh, you can you can you can try to take the Yankee out the north, but not the north out the Yankee. (laughs) (laughs) So I I live I live in the south. I'm not from the south. You can tell by the sound of my voice. Um, But yeah, it's just like that's the title. Yankee out the north. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's good. You played a few of your songs on your streams. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I think, my best work so far. I, I've become a lot better at songwriting, which is like a total... If I can, you know, I'm um, for the people that don't know, I'm a music teacher, and I teach almost, like, almost every instrument that matters. I mean, I don't type... I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you know, I don't teach penny whistle or anything like that. But teaching songwriting is very hard. I, if I could teach how to songwrite, then I can... It's like teaching someone like what art is and what creation is. I mean, I just write, and I've tried to show people how to do it. And I think I'm better than most at showing people how to do it, but it's very hard to like. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to explain how to do it. But yeah, I mean, I wrote all the songs. I play all the instruments myself. It's my third album, um, and yeah, it's. I'm very proud of it. It was a lot of work, but it's. Uh, it was a grueling, grueling process. Of just recording and cutting. You know. It's just, but yeah, it's gonna be good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, so where can people find it? It will be like on. People listen to this in a year or two. Yeah, it will be on any music platform. So okay. I use a, uh, a a distribution uh, website called DistroKid, and you pay them a certain amount, and it gets put on everywhere. I think the only where only place it will not be is Pandora. Really? Um, I don't know why. But everything else, iTunes. Oh yeah, Spotify, all of them. Yeah, all the and Amazon. My, yeah, my first, my, my so this is my third album. My first album, I took off those platforms because they're swearing on it, and I didn't want oh, there yeah, to be yeah. a bunch of Fs and whatever. Um, but my rap album is still on uh, SoundCloud. My so that's tech, so that's the No Nothing EP. My second one is called Dust Yourself Off, and that's on everything right now. That's on Apple, Spotify. Um, all kinds of stuff, and then so this one will be on that. Yeah, Google Music, Amazon Music. Um, I got to get it on Pandora though. Um, but yeah, that'll be wherever wherever you can find your music. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I'm trying to like. I'm, I'm. The reason I'm pausing is just because like I'm trying to like check all my boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, but yeah, you can find it. No the music. But dude, the thing is, I might change that name too. So if people listen to this in a year, I mean, I I I have like this massive branding issue. I'm terrible at selling stuff. I'm terrible. Like I'm, all, I always like regret, regret the name I pick for something. Yeah. My children are gonna be screwed. Dude. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna change their name like every year yeah. until they're not gonna have a sense of identity. But yeah, um, I made a big enough mistake. I did it one time, and it was a big enough. Yeah, dude, Sean it's v. really, it, it's really important. It was, yeah. It's underrated how important like the name is yeah. and picking the right name and like people know you as that thing. So you know, I used to be Know Nothing Steve. That was my original music name. Um, was it? Yeah, it was No Nothing Steve, and people for some reason 
when they hear that, they a lot of people think it's no name, Steve. Okay? And I never said that it was that. They just, I say no nothing. They think no name. and they, So people call me no name Steve, and I don't know where they came from. And so I have a dentist. I have a dentist. The dentist I go to, she's this, like, like fake cheerful like vibe she's like is, she's like oh hey how's it going like you know like <laughs> and she comes in to clean my teeth she's like oh no name steve <laughs> i'm like that no, not only is that not my name i it, it's it, it i'm gonna change it from the thing that makes you think of that but she i don't want to like interrupt her be like you know actually before you put fluoride in my teeth um <laughs> that's not my name i please want like so it's just a weird dynamic man that's all i'm before saying you poison my mouth right yeah. now can you yeah yeah is that is, is is fluoride in the teeth bad i don't know probably they charge you 75 bucks for it yeah i got it i got it a couple months ago and it yeah. was the whole time i was like ah do i need yeah. this all of a sudden do i like, believe them do yeah, i you're like dang i feel like a woman like i feel, yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like i'm trans dude <laughs> did you just shania twain quote right there <laughs> dang i feel like a woman yes we want to get into some art questions cool i get some interesting ones We've talked about this before. I think you asked me this on your on your uh, when I was on your stream. Just live stream, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, just don't don't call it a podcast. And don't call I'm it a podcast. Yeah. It's not a podcast. No. Uh, but what is art? Man, I think I had like a satisfactory definition at the time that I don't. I what is always, art? I feel like I, I do change my definition over time too. Well. I think like most things, well, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, a group, it, it involves some skill, it involves expression, it involves, I mean, honestly, saying what is good art is an easier thing to answer than saying what is art, because like good art, like, I guess images God in a way. It, it like, it, it, it expresses the human condition. That's not my definition. That's some some intellectual it's like the the honest expression of the human condition or something like that i don't know how much i like that because you can honestly express the human condition in non-artistic ways yeah. what is art brah it's like the most simple and most complex at the same time question yeah yeah i mean yeah i don't know if i can really give it a, a definition that's weird and I knew this question was coming because you, 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 you and I, yeah, I don't know. It, it involved, but I think that it's important that it involves some sort of skill. Now, even, even if you don't like recognize or know that you're doing something skillful, like I used to have a, there's a singer in one of my bands that she didn't really know what she's doing. So she, she like was making the, she would make the case that it doesn't involve skill, but she just wouldn't recognize that it took skill like she was doing her art and she she was making the case like which i think a lot of like tryhards make that they are it's just like all natural and they just do whatever they feel like and it's art but there you have to be going in a, in, in a direction like pure chaos cannot be art even if you call it pure chaos it's not pure you know it cannot be it has to be ordered in some way um the skillful see it's hard to define it without using the word art i want to say like the the skillful artistic expression of um order in a medium but i'm using artistic in the sentence yeah i don't know 
maybe I'll come back on when I'm like wiser <laughs> and like be able to tell you. That is a that is a question and a debate I had with a friend is can art be accidental? So you're saying it has to be ordered and skillful, but like it can be accidental. It can be. Um, and does there have to be? So there is going to be a creator, no matter what, because like everything has been created by the creator. And I'm blanking on the exact words. I think it's Asa. The Bible uses two different words when it says creator. Mm. And one is only God. It's the creator of things. But then there's also like creators, like a baker is a creator of bread. You know what I mean? But it's almost like that definition of creator is like... Stephen, creator a baker of bread. Of, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> my last bread, name. Yeah. Yeah. Maker of dough. Doughboy. <laughs> Doughboy. <laughs> that was my rap name yeah, in high school. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, but you know what I mean? Like, so then yeah. it's like you're taking God's creation and you're uh, rearranging it and you're quote-unquote creating. But it's a different creating than God who created everything from nothing to something mm -hmm. we're taking something and making something else basically mm -hmm. but um so your arguments that like there has to be a creator doing that taking something to making something else yeah. and that's art but that but can, can also something be... just become something else accidentally or like not on purpose or just not even like humans do yeah it. people do it all the time well okay like if a deer eats a leaf no. and it just ends up being art really beautiful come, no art cannot come no. from anyone other than a human and god yeah. Like, okay. I, I don't think, I don't believe, I think the soul is what creates art. Oh, um, yeah. okay, uh, yeah. And I, like the human soul. So, yeah, no, I mean, things can be beautiful and not come from a human. Things can be, can be true and they can be designed, but they're not art. Um, yeah, I mean, what's interesting is, and I don't mean to like blaspheme or whatever. I'm, I'm just talking about in like, the technical term, it seems to me that that God doesn't create art, that God just creates. And it's like art is like mimicking, is like the human mimicry of what God just does. Like God just crushes and designs and orders the universe. But like art can only be made by humans. I don't, I don't mean like God's unable to. I'm just and I'm just kind of like thinking out loud here. It's like it, it's like humans art is like the mimicry of God's design. So it's like, I would not like, I think art is like too cheap for God. <laughs> like it's too cheap. Like it's too fake. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a lifelong artist. I just think that only humans really do it. What like, about angels? Cause angels play instruments and sing. So I mean, they're making art, right? It's interesting, but they are technically souls. Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm wrong. on. I that. don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't that. know. Maybe they don't have souls. I don't know. They all like they're all, angels. Kind of aren't in control. Yeah, they're of they're all redheads. Right? Yeah, they're. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like I'm just like don't have the answers for here. Here, I yeah. don't know because I I like I trust. You don't have the, to have the answers. I, I don't. Like, I do. I do. This darn is your it. Opinion, yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> I you know I I think it's pretty simple. It's just like looking like finding out what the Bible has to say about angels and whether like i know they they do worship and they do sing they do music um but yeah in this in this earthly realm i think that art is like exclusively a human thing it's really weird it's it's it like one of the themes about my show and just like how i am in person is like like most people 
not individuals. Well, the individuals certainly do hate me. Um, but but like groups, of, I'm very like inconvenient <laughs> for like a lot of different groups. Like so, like I'm an artist, but like I'm I don't think art is that important. Well, it's certainly not as important as like how people make it out to be. Like art is life. No, it right. isn't. Yeah. Like life is life. God is life. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't. I, I think that that art. It's just it's made by humans and it's like a like a mimicry and almost like a bastardization of what God just does. God just is. He just does. And he creates beauty. But yeah, art is like an expression of like the flawed human sick sinner's mind. (laughs) You know, that's that's like almost what it is. It's weird. Anyway, like can art be godless? Can art be godless? Yes. Or is art godless? That's kind of what you're saying, mm. almost like. Mm-mm. No. Mm. <laughs> art can be godless. Is it all? Is godless? it all godless? No. But no, it can no. Be. It can be. Good art is always godly. It's just like this: like we're created in the image of God, but we're not God. So to really to be the best human you can be, you have to be like imaging God in a certain in a in a righteous way. But it doesn't mean that you are God in the same way that in in the same way. Um, yeah, you can order something and have it be very opposed to God, but like true good art is is godly. It has to be. Dang, I feel like I'm like trapped in a logic, like a linguistic logic <laughs> trap right now. Very, yeah. very interesting. I try to not overthink stuff, man. Freaks me well, out. Welcome to the pod. Freaks me <laughs> out, dude. Yeah, because like what I on the spot think. Yeah, of things, this is it goes back to well. yeah. it goes back to like like how it's like hard to teach. Like when I'm writing songs, I just do, yeah. and like I there's sometimes I mean I can explain the method in which I do it. And it's not the same. It's very, like, depending on context. Like, sometimes I'll make up, like, a, like, it always has to start with an initial idea, whether that be a lyric or usually writing music. The music part of it first is, turns out a better song. But I've learned how to take a lyric, make it musical, and so you can start with a lyric. Um, so, like, with uh, all my artistic analysis is done in, like, pure hindsight. And if I were to overthink it from the get-go, I would never make the good art. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to explain. I just do it. I just do, and then I sit down, and, ref- like, m- much of my songwriting comes from I'm, I'm an expert editor. Like, you, you, you have to know that you're, like, the initial stuff is, like, pure vomit, and you have to be able to, like, edit it and crystallize it until it becomes something that's, that's a little bit better. Um yeah good art has to be godly but i don't think that means it has to be um overt that's the word i'm looking for like i don't think it has to be like explicit for lack of a better word like mentioning god in every single breath with like you know there's in fact when something's very explicit i think that's not good art either if i were to just say like i mean because like okay like we both love jesus right but if i if i love jesus is the only lyric to every one of my songs that's glorifying god but that's crap art so like explicit like explicit i don't mean like in the vulgar like profane sense but like explicit (laughs) explicitity is that 
Um, it's really that is like that is what's really anti-art is saying what you mean all the time. I got in a big fight with my my um, roommate when I was like tw- nineteen because like every one of his songs were just like he he was like a, wanted to be a serious songwriter and like every one of his songs I remember one of them was just like it was just like spring break spring break me and my friends going on spring break I'm like can, <laughs> it's can like you Rebecca like, Black can Friday you like, say, can you like say the thing. I remember just, oh. I was like, I'm like, can you like say the thing without like saying the thing? It's like yeah, very right, off-putting. Right, like, yeah. like, so, um, yeah, I think all, good art is godly. Um, and I'm really kind of hung up on you said, can it be accidental? I totally think it can be accidental, yeah. but that doesn't mean, and it doesn't have to be intentional, but like there's order there even when you don't mean for it to happen in order for it to be there has to be some order there that's my point i'm going on and on but it's a good question yeah yeah i had a debate with uh my girlfriend actually on our first like real date Uh oh it wasn't a debate it was a a debate i guess technically because we had two different positions and we were making Mm -hmm. really good points i guess really good arguments for the, the different positions we were at like we were in tacos, and we were talking about art. We were talking about like because I, I used to have a podcast called Talk Art, and I was like the whole funny bit is like this. It's like art is art. Like it's a feeling, it's emotion, it's like an expression. It's it's like the whole point of art is that you're not explaining it. So I was like, I'm gonna do a podcast where I talk about it. It's kind of infuriating <laughs> and own the for your own brain. It. You know what like, I mean? It's like yeah, it's like infuriating. But it's like this: yeah. it's what you're, it's this exact like what we're doing today, and like what you're saying. It is like kind of almost like stupid to like talk about art because it is something you just kind of like your soul feels it almost. It's not really something you can like put into like logical terms. And we were talking about this, and we were at you know, but I was saying like, I think that like everything is art. It's just we just it's different interpretations interpreted differently. So like the person that puts a banana, a piece of duct tape on a banana on a wall, everyone gets mad that like, that's not art, that's not art, that's stupid. And it's like, well, the art is actually the fact that they got you to be angry. It's not actually even the banana. So there's like different levels to what even yeah. is art. So you can get in all these arguments of like the banana taped to wall isn't art. Yeah. But that debate that people are having becomes art. Like it's accidentally art now. Yeah. And that's kind of what the artist was doing. But then the, the, the debate switched to, I'm like, this plate of nachos right here. Like, and the, the thing of guacamole. An artist created a piece of art. And it's on our table right now. So you're making the argument that anytime, and it's like, anytime a human creates is art. But it is like there is. So, yeah, it's not necessarily beautiful. It's not like a masterpiece. Yeah. It's not like, whoa, look at this plate and of nachos. And if it's nachos, it's, it's just beautiful. like a piece. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's half the, like, I, I don't know if you've listened yeah, to my yeah. episodes where that I'm talking about It is funny that it's literally dude, your. Yeah. Like, like, that is like the reason for, for any like fat, any extra fat on my body. Past, present, and future, it can be traced directly to to a plate of nachos, chips dude. Straight up, yeah, it's my weakness. Yeah, but it is like so. My thinking is like so, and we were talking about this. I'm like, in the moment, you have some guy in the back who doesn't care. He's like literally just thinking about what he's going to do after work. Yeah. He's grabbing a scoop of nachos, putting it on a tray, grabbing a scoop of guacamole, putting it in a bowl, and bringing it out to you. Mm. He's not an artist. He's not like, ooh, I'm creating this beautiful work of art that people are going to appreciate. He's yeah. literally just like, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. 
but then on the table is this like aesthetically pleasing or like aesthetically disruptive it's like there's something to it where like there was something created and it is like getting um, like visual responses from like the people experiencing it you know yeah and like you know her take is that no like art cannot be accidental like like it has to have a creator it has to have intention and my take is like sometimes it can't just be accidental and i mean what happens when you it has to be you look at a sunset in like an empty forest i'd be like that's art no one created that i mean god created it right but like no one like put those trees there specifically to like make this exact portrait I just kind of see like art being able to be like accidental or almost like nonsensical. Yeah, I mean. But that doesn't like you said that doesn't necessarily mean it's good art. That doesn't mean it's man-made art. Like there is like I think there's just different like ways to define it. Right. But I, I just mean, in a vague sense think like the way you tied your shoes is artistic because you could have done it 85 different ways. You could have not tied your shoes. You know what I mean? But like I just think like there is some kind of weird artistic thing where like I'm now looking at your shoes and like. My brain is it's now very computing. Weird, by the way, it's very <laughs> creepy. I, I, I really want you to just kind of like wipe that but you look off your face. But you didn't go. I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm an artistic shoe tire. Yeah. I'm gonna tie it this way. To, but I could look at your shoes and be like, man, that's a cool knot. Like that's yeah. cool. those are cool shoes. You know. I don't. It's I, almost like accidentally you made art that I am now like appreciating and or just like commenting on or experiencing. Yeah. I don't have to like like it. I could hate it. You know. But it's like it still is art because I my soul is like resonating with it now. Even though you didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's. I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I, it's not the word I would use. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word art. I mean, there, there, and that's why I kind of don't like, like, I don't mind this. Like, I, I, I do think art exists. And I don't mind talking about it. I certainly don't mind this podcast. It's awesome. But it's like not actually that helpful of a word for <laughs> describing yeah. a, a thing like yeah. like an order or like to me i've always there's a quote from the producer uh musician uh, quincy jones um and he produced you know several michael jackson albums he's you know one of the best producers in history um that it's like don't worry about being popular worry about being good and i feel the same way about like like you know, there, here's an original quote: "Like, don't worry about whether you're making art. Worry about whether you're like growing your skill, because skill is the thing that I care way more about than art. Because I, I, um, I don't have this internal desire to like it, create art because I'm always expressing myself anyway. I'm a natural like artist, so I don't have to worry like." people are natural artists they you're always making stuff so i guess in this way i agree with you that like anything can be um yeah dude i don't know man is my shoe being tied art (laughs) yeah is a plate of nacho to me the better question is is it worth getting better at it it, and and tying your shoe i learned the bunny ears loop swoop and pull and i can tie my (laughs) shoe right but there are certain mediums that are worth like, for instance, I think that a artistic skill that is literally has zero value is like making food on a plate look better. That's not what I'm, I'm just trying to crush nachos, dude. And, but I do think that that things like visual, visual art, you know, for lack of a better word, or musical art or like architecture, like like making things or like building things like that has actual merit and it's it's useful 
and good to get better at them. And not all things are useful or good art. Like it really, it's really about the medium. Like that's what I think is is much more like helpful than than is can anything be art it's which art or which mediums are worth investing your time in me doing an extra like stroop cinnamon stroop swirl on my cheesecake is not (laughs) i mean i know that like that plenty of people would be mad about that but most of those people it's because their careers depend on it yeah, like yeah. They're, they're like oh, I work for some gourmet magazine dude but you like should be splitting logs somewhere dude that person should be like <laughs> split, splitting rocks in Siberia dude <laughs> like they, like like in my in my world just being frank but like there are assigned to the coal mines in Alaska bro, and straight, not uh, or worse interpretive dance teacher <laughs> but like so I, I think that the better question is just like what is worth our time getting good at like you can um that's why, like, when I, like, I, one of my favorite things to teach is music theory, right? And, you know, I think that music theory, after the first couple, like, times mentioned it, I don't, like, call it music theory because it's not a theory. In the same way that, like, you can talk about building theory, um, but actually it's not really theory. It's literally you construct something the right way, and it will, if it's made out of the proper materials, it will stand, like, basically 100% of the time. I mean, I don't know anything about building anything other than music, but I'm telling you, there's rules to music, and if you implement them, you can make them work 100% of the time. So it's really how stuff is built. It's how music is built. Um, And it does, like, I actually don't enjoy showing people subjective things that much. I think that I'm way more interested in the concrete and the objective side of things because if you talk about the subjective all the time, it's like a never-ending philosophical debate. Like basically, and it's like half these guys are gay anyway, dude. Like you know, like like you know, like Plato, Socrates. I mean, it's cool and all, but it's like this endless like philosophical rambling versus just building some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> but like, so like, yeah, needed to be so said. I just like. It was your artistic on, expression. Yes. Yeah. But like, how things are built is very. It's 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 concrete. It's concrete in nature, and um, that's what. To just go back to what I was saying about God earlier, like I don't think God's an artist. I think God's a builder. He builds things that work one hundred percent of the time, yeah. and there's no debate over that. I mean. The humans can are subjective, but God and his one of his natures, he's not subjective. He's not a subjective yeah. being. He's an objective it's being. Objective, so yeah. I think that the more you get into this subjective realm, the more that you're actually you're not being godlike. It's not a godly conversation to be like to to like recognize the subjective. Maybe I'm just like a psychopath. Where, like, I'm just, like, devoid of all empathy. You know, I really think that sometimes. But I just, like... Have hope. Have hope. Yeah, we talk. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I don't know. I think that, like, I I just crave order and objectivity. And I try to... And I try to chase those things in my artistic pursuits, which is a subjective thing. So it's just, like, chasing my tail or whatever. But, yeah, when I'm showing people stuff, I try to, like... You interview one of my students... Um, and I can, I'm not going to say her first name, but you know, like life to the max, yeah, like talk yeah. to her sometime about my music classes. And I've taught her a, a bunch of times. I leave no room for like any opinion. 
there's no, I mean, we'll get to that. We're so subjective as creatures anyway that that will, that will be, it's like a foregone conclusion that you're going to like what you like, you're going to dislike what you like, but what cannot be argued over is like the building process of concrete things. And that's what I try to show people. So, yeah. Like if I hold my fingers this way on strings and my other hand strums, it's going to play a G. It will work 100% of the time. It's not like, well, I want it to be an F, so it's going to be an F. It's like, no, like it's, you're going to have to change the the pattern of your fingers in order to change what the note being played is. The whole idea of getting good at a thing is like, um, um, is like destroying that inner child like you, you i'm not saying you'll never get rid of the full inner child like that inner child that wants to play and have fun that's always going to be there but you there's a side of your inner child uh, that wants to say i want that chord to be called an f i want that chord to be called an f and i want to name it what i want to it to be named and you have to like destroy that child yeah because that's that's the rebel that's the thing that it's like oh no it's a it's uh, I, I, I'm gonna pretend that zebra's a rabbit, so it's a rabbit to me. Right. Like I yeah. think that that's a useless person. That's the person that needs to be like in Siberia, like I said. <laughs> but, but yeah, like if you if you understand, <laughs> yeah, if you if you understand, it, it, like, there's this thing called the major scale, and the first tone is a whole step away from the second tone, and it's this construction process that works 100% of the time, unless like you have like a deformity or you know some sort of outlier like you can't understand where that's why people some of the people that hate me the most are students of mine that claim to have dyslexia because they're like i see things backwards i'm like but you're noticing that you see it backwards it means if you take a pause for a second and flip the order that means you'll see right, it right see yeah, it yeah. forward so even if you have dyslexia it's usually with dyslexia people is once they realize they have it it's easier for them to undo it or learn to deal with it yeah. you cannot escape the truth take time though I mean, it yeah, still takes yeah, time for them yeah, to learn so that what, but yeah. what they're really saying is that i see it my way and i'm not willing to pause for a second that's yeah. re- that's really and and so much of getting good at a, at a skill is, is well, and vi- it's like I'm a victim. There's there has to be dude, something wrong with me. Facts. That's why I'm not having this success. This is the real. It's not. I want to put pill. in work. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to. It's, this I'm is a the victim real somehow. red pill. And they'll of, like make yep. up. It's like it's like a it's a foregone conclusion. I'm a victim. It's not my fault. Yeah. So then let me insert something. Yes. I have to find some reason why I'm the victim or I'm. This not my is fault, why you know? it's scary, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, it's that's straight up facts right yeah. there. Yeah. It's very brutal out there. And <laughs> and I like that. I pride yeah. myself on like yeah. being a brutal teacher. I'm not like mean. I don't yell. But it's like you cannot. There's no hiding. There's no hiding from basic truth and facts. And yeah. Um, you can scream and shout and hide your face all you want, but yeah. Yeah, and it's like I've had many a student break down and cry in class. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And usually it's like the ones that have like broke down and cried the most have been, I don't think I've ever had a student get that upset that was younger than 12. It's always you've experienced a little bit of pain and really? you've said some lies yeah. to yourself and it's hard for you to cope with like the older you get. With wow, with a kid like a young kid like a seven or eight year old, they're just a sponge and they are still being like shown the truth of this world. And those are like the best students because they're yeah. like ready for to be wrong. They're ready. They they haven't yeah. been they haven't believed their first like a hundred lies. 
it's when you believe those first like 50 to 100 lies and then yeah. those lies start yeah. being challenged and it becomes very very painful and then they're like i just want to learn a g chord i'm like you're calling it something it isn't though like yeah. it's always come from them some setting up some sort of lie like i just want to learn where to put my fingers and it's like that's not what music is like it's it's you um like getting it's just this developing a skill it takes like it requires some sort of truth it, there's no lie i mean if we, if we we're in a building that's built on lies we'd be crushed it right. would just not it's, support yeah. it, it would just castles built on sand exactly yeah. so built on sand yeah i try to go through my lessons and just like be about the truth for an hour straight and that that you, you know anyone that's like a little bit red pilled knows that once you start chasing the truth it, it you have to knock down some you you got to slaughter some cows man yeah. you got to slaughter yeah. some and and if you are in love with your with your sacred cow you, you're not in love with the truth yeah but so yeah. it's just is what it is and i'm i've yeah. tried to boil that down in music classes and i mean a lot of music teachers hate me because they're just trying to collect a paycheck and show people where to put their fingers. Right, not and be I'm, challenged, not be pushed, I'm not, about not be that. questioned. Yeah, I'm not about that at all. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, this That's all awesome. started with, yeah, I mean, art is, I'm not, if, if I'm doing my job right as an artist, as a, as a songwriter and as a teacher, we won't have to worry about art because you'll just be making it. Yeah. If you worry about the skill, you'll just start making art. But if you worry about the art, it's like that's how you become like a sodomite. Um, <laughs> not making funny. I'm just saying like the people that like end endlessly. How dare you? I'm a victim. Endlessly I'm a, do this thing. It's he like, traumatized me. He that's right. Offended me. I, you're wait, canceled. Wait sir. till later. <laughs> you're canceled. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of sodomites, our. Um, <laughs> our godless art. <laughs> what a transition yeah our Ooh. i did want to ask because this is pretty it's another debate i had with a friend but like are godless artists given gifts regardless of their faith or obedience mm -hmm. like yeah. gifts by god yeah, yeah i mean in the same way and then i guess part two yeah. so it's kind of like if you okay. want to answer that then part two is um can we as christians appreciate their art despite their unbelief Yes and yes. Like, can God work yes. through them even if in their, like, unbelief and, you know, in their rebellion against God? Yeah. Does God still give those people gifts and, like, almost, like, use them? And then can we appreciate what they yeah. do? Yes yeah. and yes. Um, I think that, that just to go back to an early earlier question, and now, now we're kind of riffing on this. Like, you're asking, um, what is art? Okay, I don't really have an answer to that. I think a better question is what is an artist and yeah. all humans are artists every single human in history is an artist but actually i did skip over that question yeah which is, so well, th some three questions at yeah, okay. once because that is what you're saying is yeah. i was going to ask you can anyone be an artist and is everyone an artist everyone is and can anyone yes be, that like, that's what like and i again just go back to like we I brought up dyslexia as an example of like a victimhood thing. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that it's used as a crutch or whatever. It, people love to do this thing where they're like, I just don't have it. I'm tone deaf. I have no rhythm. Yeah, right. I 
but if you're speaking, you I'm have rhythm. I'm type A or I'm left play, right play. All brain, these things are just things that they're more, that they are true in a way, but they're more false than they are true because the, the way that they're used is for, it, it, it's like a, a pretext to not be able to do something. But like, if you're speaking, you have rhythm. If you're speaking, you, you, you're not tone deaf. It's not, it doesn't exist. Tone deaf doesn't exist. Um, I can, everyone can sing. I can prove it with a simple three minute music class. Less than that, I can prove it. And, but like, so I think that God actively works in people's lives, but the art, him making them an artist, he doesn't have to do anything active at all. The creation of a human in the image and likeness of God is to make someone an artist because we have that, that creative thing to, like some people are m more blessed than others with certain gifts, but that resting position of being able to create something artistic, um, it's in, it's in all humans and, um, can, and so can you repeat the first part of your question again, the, the first two parts? Yes. Yeah, so I want to go back to that. Are, are like godless people, godless artists, yeah. given gifts by God, regardless of their faith or their obedience? 100%. Because um, we aren't born with faith. Um, well, maybe there's like an, yeah, of course. Um, and can we, so, and can we appreciate? Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, yeah, like as yeah, Christians, can we find use in that or appreciate the, the art made yeah. by godless people? Yeah. Yeah. And I've changed a lot, of, especially on this, uh, this second, uh, the second question. I've, I, I used to be way more of like a purist where it's like, um, now certain people, I just think they're like kind of full of crap. So I don't listen to them, but not because they're not believers. It's just like a good example of a guy that I think is full of crap. And even if he like was a believer, I would still think he was full of crap. It's like Jordan Peterson, where I just think he's oh, kind yeah, of. We'll get to him. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, good. Where I just think he's a he's a bag of wind, dude. I like, you know, like I just think that's like what it is. A bag of wind. He's, a, he's a, what is the word? It's a blowhard. Yeah. Blowhard. yeah. Um, and so I think you can appreciate it. I think that like, um, someone who's more in touch with the truth. Well, if a person's in, in a, a, if a godless person is in touch with truth, that's just a person that's in touch with God and doesn't know it because yeah, the right, God yeah, is right. the truth, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I think we can appreciate it now. Um, I, I don't think that, um, supporting it, um, you know, either financially or like promoting it is that good of an idea, but you know, if I listen to a music, if there's some music, I can not even know who it's by. And if it's well ordered and it's enjoyable, and I can see like the design in it, yeah, you can sure certainly appreciate it. But I think that we have to be careful about, you know, promoting or, or like to other people, people that are just like completely opposed to God and His agenda. I see him as like, you know, I don't know. There's a we're in a spiritual war. We're always at spirit in, in spiritual warfare. So I don't think you're um, promoting like antichrist values by listening to something but you are if you're like recommending it to a friend you're like hey you should really get into this yeah but maybe maybe i'm just coping there because like you, can you put an asterisk on it right like i recommend this but yeah just be used to sermon or just be aware i think that's the move i think that's the move i yeah. feel weird because sometimes i recommend christians read the satanic bible mm. by anton lavey because i'm and then it's like but asterisk 
you need to be like spiritually strong because mm. it's interesting because that book is an inversion of Christianity. Right. And so he's talking about how to do like instead of the seven deadly sins, it's like do them. You know, but it's, inter it's yeah. interesting when you read that book, you start almost seeing it's like you're reading the playbook of the enemy. But you have to have discernment. And I wouldn't just go around saying every Christian should read that. It's like I would tell someone who I'm like, this guy's spiritually strong. This guy's on like a serious, path, yeah. like a serious walk. Yeah. And it's almost like if you're ready to kind of really see what the enemy's up to, you know, check this out. But it's not like read it to learn from it and, you know, read it to get inspired by it. Read it to you know, appreciate it. It's read it to learn the tactics. And I'm going on like a side tangent. Sorry, no, I mean, no, no, no. I just this mean is, like, this sometimes it's like, I feel like you could recommend something to someone, but be like, but also use discernment, but yeah. also be aware of, I just don't I do that too. Like, Oh, like game of Thrones is interesting. You can, you know, it's pretty thought provoking, but also it's pretty degenerate. Yeah. And gross. I don't agree. See, I don't agree. Like, okay, let's, let's pick this apart a little bit. Um, <laughs> because I don't agree that like I think that that the uh, like God in the Bible didn't even reveal all like the enemy's secrets. He's like he does some of them, um, but not all of them. Because I mean, like, so for, first of all, like something like Game of Thrones, like I would just that's just filth. Like like there's so much like sex stuff in there that I just yeah. wouldn't recommend. I mean, like, um, here's what I'll say. I kind of like you I kind of what's the word for this because like nonfiction philosophy while it can be like artistic is not the same thing as like a music or or like visual art so when 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 someone when I'm talking about like recommending someone's work and I know I brought up Peterson but and I probably shouldn't have because that's in the nonfiction philosophical realm yeah, this isn't because some people would say that even like music and visual art is like a form of philosophy. So that would and that would like defeat my my argument. But I almost like separate the two um, into like things that matter and things that don't like to me, music and visual art doesn't matter. Like in the grand scheme of things, but like the nonfiction philosophy worldview type stuff really does matter. Um. So what I, I would, yeah, see, I would never recommend someone read the Satanic Bible. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, because, or like read the Talmud or like, um, but would I recommend that someone read like the Quran? It's a tricky interview, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You really make what me about think Apocrypha? Or, uh, well, yeah, the, the Apocrypha, I would. Something like, uh, we would talk about it off stream, but like the, um, the, I'm blanking on the name now. The sayings of the Desert Fathers. Uh huh. Stuff like that. I would. Like, I would. I, you just got to tell. You just have to tell them that it's not scripture. Right. But but that's not because you're putting an asterisk on it and saying. Yeah, yeah, but it's a different type of asterisk. Like Game like, of Thrones is a, probably a, was a yeah. really bad example because it is pretty gross and degenerate. But what about something like like Harry Potter? The um. It's clearly I like I don't know. Or like a Disney movie where it's like it's not that bad, but it's still like. Because Disney's pretty bad. It is like a very like yeah. you're in charge. No, I wouldn't. You're powerful. I would you not are the recommend solution any to your of that. problems. No. You, no. you, you, if you. Know, magic, you're really, like magic if, will solve your problems for you. It's a very godless in that way. I would not recommend. But it also is like happy. Makes people happy and smile. No, like, no, I'm a hardliner on that. I would. Could you put an asterisk and explain like, yeah, look. Let me ask you something. Should you listen to your pastor? 
Depends. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you yeah. go to a church, you should listen to who your is, pastor. Who is your pastor? Well, I'm, right? I'm yeah. saying the one at the current church <laughs> one goes to. So I would right. say the answer to that question is yes. And But is your pastor the Bible? No. No, yeah, he's a man. But, he's a, so I would say in the same, I mean, in the same thing with the Apocrypha, because like, I do think the Apocrypha and the intra-testamental intra books are... Um, are historical like i think they were written at the right. time that they're claimed but and there's like not the bible value out of them but, too, but 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 i would say some of them do contradict scripture not all of them yeah you know some do have things like that's why they're a that's why they aren't included yeah but but uh, that's the difference something is kind of peaking over here um sorry oh yeah we can edit that's cool yeah <laughs> can, can you just turn down your gain on the on the computer a little bit it's like, yeah, it's happening. I don't know. If, is that me or you? Hello, hello. Check, check. I think it might be me, dude. It might be me. Sometimes it's like when the cord hits right. or something. Yeah, I was just saw, saw it peeking a little bit there, but that's all right. Um, my point about that is like they're in common in that there's an asterisk on them, but no one would claim that the asterisk next to Harry Potter is the same as the asterisk next to your pastor. Right. Well, that's right. that's all I'm saying is like the there's asterisk. There's always going to be some kind of degree. Yeah. Change, I, well, I mean, you know, I think that there's an important the degree there is very important. Like right. one is like talking about like I mean I don't have kids. I want kids. Um, but also, what about the pastor? I mean, you know, Joel Olstein is technically a pastor, but that's pretty leading you away yeah. from the gospel. Well, that's that's like, why I'm asking you. So that asterisk is a little more than just like your neighborhood preacher. Who of course. Well, no, I, but I'm talking wrong, to Sean here, know? not not to person that, that goes to Joel Osteen. I'm saying your pastor. And so I'm saying if you go to a place that has like like a pastor like that, you should just leave. <laughs> and 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 but so I'm like I'm saying it, it's it, I'm taking it for granted that that you should join a church that has a pastor like worth listening to. Um, my point is just because something isn't the Bible doesn't mean you can't learn from it. But there's also you can get to the point where it's like you're, you know, yeah, not all asterisks are the same. And like when I have kids, I think like my friends are going to be absolutely shocked at what I like the amount of things they're not allowed to do. Yeah. And it's going to be yeah. hilarious. Same, yeah. So no, no Disney, no Harry Potter, no Jordan Peterson, no, no Dennis Prager. No, 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 none. No, me. Yeah. Little, I mean, but it's like, do my, 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 what I wonder about is like, do humans need fiction? That's what I really wonder about. It's That's like, a good debate. Do, do you yeah. have, does the human need fiction in order to like survive? Need? No. Want? I, yes. Yeah, Clearly want, they, yes. But what yeah. if you never show them it? Yeah. Yeah, like, like what if they like literally don't know that tablets exist? What if I have like a smart room? What if I have like a bunker? And <laughs> like, like, and the only like electronics in our lives are in that bunker and everything else is like dirt and corn and yeah. what's is this movie um called i think called mosquito cove or mosquito bay you ever heard of this movie it's a harrison ford movie in the 80s so, so he he it's not funny i mean it's not a comedy at all but it's funny like just the thing about he lies to his family and says that the nuclear war happened in America. And he takes his family to, like, the jungle of Peru or something like that and, like, lives there. And, and the, 
no war ever happened, but he's like trying to protect them and just completely lies to them. And so, and he's like the bad guy in the movie. He's like a you know psycho, you know off the grid type. And it's so funny how like like if you look at um like the top fifty bad guys in movies, like they're all actually the good guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know not always, but like you know they're like on to something. Like um. So yeah, I don't know if humans need, but they, we crave fiction, right? We crave a story. Yeah. Yeah. But the Bible's got a story, and it's real. Well, I think it was, and I'm going to do this on a stream at some point, is a deep dive into the hero's journey mm. yeah. and why that's so profound and so repetitive. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? The hero's journey? Yeah, Joseph Campbell. Sure. And the reason it is is because it's Christ. Yeah. It is the story of Christ, and so it resonates so deeply true with us. Mm-hmm. And so we have this like innate thing of like when we hear... I don't even is there, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like a hero's journey, like King Arthur or um, King Arthur. I, Rudy. Harry Potter's kind of yeah. one that's usually brought yeah. up. For, Lord of know, the Rings. Lord, Lord of the Rings is a big yeah. one. Yeah. But it's like, why do I think a big chunk of why we like these people and it's like people obsess about Harry Potter or whatever, you know? And it's like. Because it's like, it's shades of Christ. Mm-hmm. It is, in a weird way. Like, it is, because it's resonating with our soul. Even though it's fiction, and it's obviously changed and manipulated, and not at all the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not at all Jesus. Yeah. But it is, like, it does ring true in our hearts. And I think fiction is kind of just that. It's, it, it is based on the truth, and therefore it rings as true in our hearts. Yeah. That's why people get so obsessed with it. I, but I don't g- think it's necessarily good. I just think that's what happens, you know. Like I, that's I, th- why. I saw a um, uh, a thread on Twitter. And I think I I think I read it on my show, and it was like ten reasons why every Christian should read fiction. Um, really? And it was like it got into a lot of that stuff where it's like because you know God is a storyteller. I mean, He did there that that story in the Bible is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think humans need fiction. Just to answer my own question. I don't think we need fiction, but I think we need a story. You know, I think we need a story. I mean, that, it, yeah, it is a story. Our our lives are a story. Um, it's his story. Mm, <laughs> his. Boomer not, not. meme pun. <laughs> Boomer pun activated. Get that on a shirt. Yeah. This is good. Good. Yeah, it's hard. The best questions are hard to answer, man. It is very hard to answer some of this stuff. Yeah. What did so I want to ask you, um can art be can the art be separated from the artist? Yeah. You have to. Have to. Because then we couldn't even sing the Psalms, man. I mean right. David, you know, right. like yeah, you have to. You must. Um, yeah, you, you must a little bit, I mean, like, because it, it, I would never be able to like, even like my own songs then because I'm a sinner and I've done wicked things. So it's like, it, 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 uh, has to be now just to go back a little bit is like, I think that it's a little bit different when you're talking about like philosophy and nonfiction where that is like, if you're talking, if you're in the business of worldviews, like your worldview and your and your spoken thoughts are like your art or whatever, like. And I think if a person has like a really, like a not good, not a non good worldview, 
you shouldn't be listening to their philosophy and their nonfiction that much. But as but things that don't matter as much, like fiction, uh, music, and visual art, then you know kind of have to because we're all flawed people. Yeah. This is why this is why I think that like I I kind of stand by that that God is not an artist, like because art is not perfect. What God created was perfect. Yeah. And art is always imperfect in some way. So it, it's like human, the human condition is what expresses art. It's not, it's not God. And, and now I don't mean that it's all bad. It's like it's, it's, it's in the image of God. It's not God, though. Like God doesn't need to be an artist. He's just a crusher, dude. He's just like the ultimate, ultimate builder. But, you know, even the, you know, we, we build these things and it's going to fall one day. Yeah. Um, uh, and God created everything and it's all going to fall one day, but that's only because he wanted it to like, he, that's part of the design, right, you know? Right. So yeah. Um, got to separate the art, the art from the artist. I mean, to what extent? I mean, you know, you got to pray about it. You got to, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do, but like, yeah, we could never even sing the Psalms if we were like hardliners about, yeah. about, you know, or like, again, it, it's even more profound. Like I said, like you, you couldn't even, make a podcast or or yeah. write yeah. a book if you had to if you couldn't separate the art from the artist because yeah. there's like a giant plank in your own eye all the time in yeah. the form of your own sin so yeah yeah that's a really good point yeah I like this point this preacher i listened to used to be the porch the preacher for the porch now he's at a different church and i'm blanking on the name of the church but one second but, uh, can i we need to talk about the names of these churches, dude. Yeah, they're a I can't do it with yeah. these, like, His with these, house, dude, I cannot do it with, <laughs> with like, these. It's really rampant around here. Like, like, in, in, pretty bad in, in the yeah. city, it's pretty bad. Like, in, you know, it's pretty... may, and, you know, I, I, I can go off for hours about that. I mean, in, where I, where I live in kind of a small town. Everything is just like basically it's like blah 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 Baptist First Baptist dude can we just have it like you know Main Street dude, Baptist I, yeah the message the porch his house like dude the merge the bro and harvest and, sound but, but I will where we were at I, last yeah night. <laughs> and I like and but the 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 places by me. They always have to, you know, when they're a bigger church, they have like this this auxiliary building where it's like the youth group mix uh, meets there. Like for instance, there's a church by me called uh, called Valley Forge um, Free Will Baptist Church. Okay, pretty normal. And like the youth building is like called like the heart the hearth or like oh, no yeah, or right, like the right. furnace or something like that. Yeah. I'm like. Is it? I always have to be like so cool and hip yeah, and like cool, like cool thing, hip. Yeah. yeah, just anyway. Sorry. No, no. You're, had no, you're to go right. off about yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Because you said the porch, and I'm like, I was like, like on his porch, like what porch? Yeah, but yeah. it's like the, literally the name of the church it's is like the, a really popular young adult thing, which is hilarious. Of course it is. It is. Of course it is. Yeah, skinny jeans is, yeah. out of here to get you. And yeah, like, literally. Yeah, like, it's, it's good words, but then it's that. It is like for all the good they do, it's still like. Uh, it makes me cringe so hard. Calm down man. here, all yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's trying to be so hard to be cool, man. It's like, dude, I just am cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, yeah. I just, am. just yeah. That's like what me. I mean. Like, yeah. that's what I've always tried to be as, as a songwriter. It's just, I try to just be. 
yeah. rather than be something I'm not, or just like right. there's not. It's it's a double edged accepted it, or yeah, be liked or be. It's a double edged sword because yeah. we talked about branding earlier. It's why I'm like I'm I can't. It's hard for me to brand, and in order to sell your stuff, you have to brand a little bit, but um. And it's why I like Im- improvising so much because I'm just like living in the moment a little bit and I'm trying to like do what like authentically comes to mind in a skillful way. And so much of this stuff is like packaged up and, and yeah, yeah and, and it's it's why I'm not like big or famous, but it's why I'm good. It's why I like I've I've like a, a adept skill at a thing, but I'm but not a branding. I'm not adept at that. Anyway. You were saying about your <laughs> about your uh, just a little go off moment. We had just like just like a comment he just had in one of his new uh, the guy left the porch and was at a new church you know and he one of his sermons just recently he said um, you know the whole Bible was a bunch of bad people. It's a giant collection of bad people doing bad things. And he's like and then they kept doing bad things, and then the one good person that did come, they did bad things to him. <laughs> and then even still that good person did good things in return and i'm like misquoting him you know but that's it's like a, that, it's just like we kind of sometimes i think we elevate those like oh david or oh abraham we're like oh these guys are awesome it's like dude they're all bad you yeah. know but that's the point is we are all bad and there was one that was good he came yeah well yeah <laughs> gave I his mean, life for us so that we may be good it's like a very very common like atheist thing to be like you know when they're like well god would have to like show himself to me or like open up the skies and and say something to me personally to get uh me to like believe in him it's like yeah he did and you killed him yeah right. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah 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 look what happened when that actually went down yeah like yeah he literally got put on a cross so yeah. i you know you know it's like where jesus was saying you know um if you didn't believe Moses, you won't be even believe, you won't believe me. Like, you know, a wicked generation asked for a sign. And meanwhile, he also, he'd already done all these work. He already yeah, done many yeah. miracles, but then one more miracle. And they wouldn't have been satisfied with that either. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, it's humans, man. I mean, it's like, are there, I don't even know what like a good or a bad person really even is. I mean, well, no man is good. Yeah. yeah. But all is well. <laughs> Shout out Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a big red pill, man. But all is well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, is um, do you think that like if we refuse to use our artistic gifts, is that sinful? And then also, and I'll get to this in a second because I watch. I tried to watch the Oliver Anthony Jordan Peterson podcast. Oh, you brave! So you soul. don't have to. You brave! <laughs> so soul. you don't have to. And I got about oh, forty five minutes gosh. in, and I uh, had to had to turn it off. It was bad. Before before we'll, we'll get me, into I'll get into a quote I want to ask. Let you me about ask you theirs. a quick question, and just it's like a one or two word answer. <laughs> what would you find like? Because I was talking about this on my show. If you had gun to your head, you have to watch Oliver Anthony on Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson. Which one would you would you watch? Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I did watch the yeah. Jordan. I guess I did that's choose. I would, that's to, what I would have taken too. I, I guess I, I yeah. did try to yeah. push through it and literally couldn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, I like, didn't watch either, but so I, I would take the the Peterson one personally. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to yeah. get your get you on record. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> so this can you can use this against me later yeah. later date, but um. You know, so Jordan Peterson was bringing up some really just insane points, you know, which is just clearly like 
he's godless, you know, so he's just misguided, thinks he's yeah. smart, tries to talk intellectually, totally misses the, the big picture point, you know. He's like arguing about these little semantic things or whatever. When you when you bring up rich men north of Richmond, that implies you know what rich is. (laughs) (laughs) And where is Richmond? (laughs) Really? Is it really a place or is is it it in your mind, mind? Bucko? (laughs) Is it really in your mind? (laughs) You know, symbolism. uh, (laughs) uh, The Richmond of in the hero's journey. It's like Camelot. (laughs) It's like it's like the sword and the stone in Camelot. This Richmond place. <laughs> and then Oliver Anthony's on the other end, just like, uh, I'm getting paid, right? You're paying me writing a check for me for this, right? <laughs> You're living in the new world. <laughs> that implies there's an old way of being. Yeah. Well, they were talking about like selling out, and I just, this was not what they were talking about, but it made me think of this question I wanted to ask you. But do you think it's like, do you think it's almost sinful to not use the spiritual gifts we're given and or like if we're given platforms, like if we're given the opportunity to quote unquote sell out and become famous and do tours and shows and podcasts and have numbers watching you like become a church, pastor of a mega church and we like refuse to do that. Do you think that's like sinful? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, okay. I don't think selling out is sinful, inherently. I think right. selling out can be good. Um, can be. It's not always good, certainly. It's probably more bad than it is and good. This is, and oh, I guess I should clarify. Like, This is me asking a Christian, this, yeah. like a believer yeah. who's like, I'm trying to yep. l- love and serve the Lord. Yeah, I think success is you know, good. And you're offered a chance to quote-unquote sell out, which whatever, people are giving you money to use you, yeah. basically. But you could use that to... Yeah you know, do good works. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 success is good. I think that that prosperity and success and wealth is good. Um, now us as sinners more often than not, you're going to use them in a bad way, but it doesn't make that thing wrong. Um, you know, um, like, you know, you could be a bad parent, but does that mean being a parent is bad? No. Like the life is good, but what you do with it can be bad. Um, so let's go back to the first part. You said, um, is not using your gifts sinful? Yeah, if you know you have a gift and you just waste you just waste it or do it on well, I think not using it is if you have a spectrum from like zero to a hundred and hundred is like using it a hundred percent for the glory of God and zero not using is not zero. Not using it is like 35. Zero would be like doing the opposite of God's will with it, if that makes sense. So say you got, got my music, and it's like dedicate it all to Christ, not use it, or dedicate it all to Satan. It's better to not use it at all than to dedicate it to Satan. So I do think it's a sin. Um, uh, but I, I think that there, I, I mean, I think the Bible clearly teaches that not all sin is the same. And I, I, I had this debate with a buddy a couple of weeks ago, and I, I didn't have the answer for him on the spot, but I was like, dude, not all sin's the same. He's like, where in the Bible does it say that? I'm like, dude, we're like unloading from a gig right now. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but it I, but, but I like went in the Bible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. like, so I think it's sinful, but it's not as bad as, as just using it for like 
to, to like implement the devil's will. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just like, you know, but also that requires discerning what your gifts are. And we are all given certain gifts and, and also we're, you know, we're like, I'm, I'm not six, eight, I'm five, nine. So, you know, I don't know how that would translate to like, I mean, I guess if you, if you have a big plat, you have a bigger platform, you can proclaim God more. Right. Um, and that's a good thing. But a lot of the times these people, let's say, who's a Christian? Who is a person you can think of that is like an actual Christian? Who's the most famous non-pastor actual Christian? Tim Tebow. Probably. Tim Tebow. Right. That's someone I think is like yeah. actually using his platform. Tim for Tebow. Good. And I might disagree with a few of his things here and there, but he preaches the gospel and he uses his platform. And Tim his, Tebow. His status and his, you know, he does good things for the right reasons. I think, Mel you know. Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not a Catholic, but he, you know, someone say he's not even a Catholic. He's a side of a cantist. Um, do you know that? No. Yeah, yeah not, he's yeah. a he's not a he he thinks the seat is vacant. He, he's not he does not affirm right. Vatican too. Yeah. We know set of a cantism a little bit because we have set of a cantus. Yeah. Mutual mutual followers. Yeah. Well, big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Mel Gibson, Tim Tebow. I didn't realize. I didn't expect to get a laugh out of that, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, it was not expected. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, Mel Gibson, Tim Tebow. Um, there's a lot of podcasters and stuff I know, and like yeah. preachers, but yeah, there's yeah. Not a lot of like, they are celebrities and Christians. Yeah. Usually they're Christians and they become celebrities because they're Christians. Yeah, who's like an actor or something that, well, not we said Mel. Um, yeah. There's a lot of athletes. Yeah, there are. So I could, I could start there naming are. a bunch of athletes. I follow a bunch. There's like, you know, it's really, really like a lot of NFL players and stuff that are like big platforms. I mean, an interview from like a starting NFL yeah. quarterback is an enormous platform. Yeah, it's and he's huge. saying, praise be to God. Yeah. But it, it, when a guy goes, like, to uh, Tagovailoa or whatever, he's a quarterback mm-hmm. for Miami Oh, he's Dolphins. a Christian. That's right. Yeah. Big Christian. Yeah. I mean, he starts off press conferences by, like, let me first say, awesome. The, you know, praise be to God. Yeah. You know, like, he'll literally say that first, like, and that's not fake. You Tyson know? Fury. You ever see that? You know, the... The fighter Tyson yeah, Fury, yeah, yeah. Is that who? Am I saying yeah, the right guy? Yeah. The white dude. There's like, a, there's a few Furies because there's like brothers that fight, but I think Tyson's the main, yeah. popular one, yeah. And he's like red pilled on some conspiracies too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, well, my my take on it is that you know we're, you know, called to preach Christ regardless of our platform, and we should be seeking a platform to do that. But a lot of these people, it's like they do kind of sell their soul in a way where they say um, they're like platform first, God second, you know. Yeah. And um, Oliver Anthony, dude. <laughs> <That guy's, laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. Case in point. Oliver. Yeah. Anthony. Do you think he like, you know, does he talk about Christ or just God? He's I haven't heard him say. I haven't seen that. I look for it. We were talking about that. I look for that. Anyone can call themselves a Christian. Anyone can use the word God. Anyone can quote scripture. You can read a psalm. Everyone can open up a psalm and, and read it. 
But it's another thing to say. I know. I love and serve my Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly. And and, and we were talking about this. We were talking about this off air. I think off stream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's I'm really looking for is the word Christ or Jesus. Yeah. I've I've heard that justification when I wrote a blog about how unchristian his hit song is. Someone was like, "Well, he reads scripture on stage," and I'm like, "Yeah, Satan quoted scripture." Yeah. I think I mean I don't care if you can you can read the words and repeat them out of your mouth. It's what is your heart? Where is your faith and what are you doing? You know It's not it's not And if your if your song is misleading people and causing people to have despair and hope a feeling of hopelessness and anger and almost not really, but like potentially like causing incitement to rebellion against government and disobedience, you know? There's Dude. a lot of like unchristian things happening. And I, I don't know, care that he just read man. a psalm on stage. Great. Dude. Hopefully that did help someone in the audience. But like, I'm not gonna just say you're a Christian because you did that. You know. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the video or like the video of like all these like all these black podcasters like crying yeah, right, to that yeah. dude all the different people that are like in my life like are based are like did you see that video it's not the not the oliver anthony video the reaction reaction video it's like really bringing people together i'm like dude bringing everyone together in despair and angst and anger yeah quick you know a quick uh (laughs) rallying the troops around being victims these 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 american (laughs) christians they're not ready for the the revolutionary war was sinful argument yeah. They're not ready. That was a total sin, dude. That was like a national sin. Um, yeah. You know, you were not supposed to be able to. We're not allowed to violently overthrow the government. You yeah. know, we're just not allowed to. That's not. That's not a thing. Um, yeah. This 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 poor redneck cope thing, dude. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just I'm so over it. Yeah. I'm so because it's really honestly, it's it's repackaged Marxism this like class war thing this like the 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 rich poor thing yeah i don't want to swear <laughs> screw all oh, yeah oliver anthony uh, you know we're recording this what is the date the 16th today yeah yeah tomorrow i might score an interview with the guy though really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i'm gonna go up to him go and bro- go on, see him on broadway sir i have a dollar <laughs> Sir, ain't got a dollar. Anyway, yeah, you're. So, are you gonna do like a review of that? Um, of the Peterson? Are you gonna get through the whole thing? I was thinking of it. I'm probably not. Sounds insufferable. It's, it was bad. Oh my gosh. Dude. This is. Uh, so I wanted to just say these quotes and kind of get your reaction because you haven't watched it, right? No. It's bad. But oh man, I'm about yeah, to don't. cringe. I don't even like. I'm not even ready for what you're about to read. So you're gonna read some quotes from it. It wasn't like a nightmare, but I just thought this was in, like thought provoking. I want to get your take on it. But Jordan Peterson said to Oliver Anthony, "Don't be thinking." This is exact word for word quote. Don't be thinking there's any higher purpose you can serve than the genuineness you bring to your art. Good people die without good music. What do you what do you think what about are that? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Can Jordan I, Peterson, uh, intellectual. Is it, is it given? A, can I read it? Like, can you just repeat it? Repeat yeah. it one more time. Don't be thinking there's any higher purpose you can serve than the genuineness you bring to your art. Good people die without good music. Dude, are you? Is he like writing a fortune cookie, bro? <laughs> is this like fortune cookie Hallmark card? What are you? What is that? What? Especially the second half. Both parts, both halves are like insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't the, any higher purpose you can serve 
That's just like words from a godless, degenerate idiot, you know? Then what, being genuine? To what? Your heart, your own feelings, your own, you know? Oh my god. The worst gosh. is just this too, and I get this a lot with my Christian friends, because they, some of these guys love Jordan Peterson. It's dude, so he's weird, He's not dude. a Christian. Well, he is a, no, he's no, not he's a Christian. Not. Well, he talks about the Bible, yeah, in a very weird way, in a very deceptive way. Do you know the... He'll drop things like this where there's no higher purpose you can have in your life than to follow your heart. Do you know the latest argument? Do you know the latest argument (laughs) about Peterson? It's it's that he takes his faith so seriously that he is a Christian and just doesn't say it publicly. That's the newest. That's the... Have you heard that? that? That's been in the last, like, three months. Oh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, okay, then... He's so Christian. He's lying about his faith. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. There's this guy <laughs> he's I follow. Deceptive about his faith, dude. Yeah. He, he's like he takes the scripture so seriously that he's non-committal, or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, whatever, you, whatever, just what po- just whatever. Smash the idol, bro. Hey, whatever. bro, you have an idol. Just smash it. <laughs> hey, bro, you have an idol. <laughs> That's a cat. Is that? Cat I was wondering you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. I was wondering what you out there was a cat in a backpack behind yeah. you, and I didn't want to distract from the interview. Yeah, yeah. And now it's a cat Dude, on a you leash failed. in the coffee shop. You yeah. failed. I'm so it's distracted. Cute. It's a cute cat. <laughs> it's chilling. It's cool. Cat in a coffee shop. Cooling in the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to cool say about that quote, shop. man. That quote is crazy. I mean. It's just this man's not well, dude. Yeah, the, the of all of them. I mean, I don't understand. See, like I, I would never recommend. I won't even recommend a Christian listen to Jordan Peterson, let yeah, alone no, yeah. read the Satanic Bible. <laughs> like that's like it's. It, I'm like I don't think that. I mean, oops. Do, my do you bad. see what I mean? Um, I mean, I, look. I, I understand the argument. And I was way. I don't think it's bad. I, I don't. It, that's more like Mine a is tactics more like if you're thing. really going into it, knowing this is your enemy, yeah, and you're going into it saying, "I want to know what my enemy thinks of me," or yeah. "I want to know what my enemy is strategizing against me." Yeah, almost like reading the screw tape letters. Yeah, rules for radicals you know I mean? or any of these. That's yeah. a similar like. Why would you read the same yeah. with the screw tape letters? Yeah. Like, I think that's what the point of it was. Was C.S. Lewis was basically saying like, "Hey guys." Here's what the enemy's gonna do to you. Yeah. In like an artistic, f- you know, fictional way. You ever? So it's almost to me, it's like that, but it's like that. I have to put that giant asterisk on it and yeah. explain. It's like, do not read this for fun. Do not believe this. This is insane and crazy. You yeah. Know? But You're, it is like what our enemy does. It's what our enemy thinks of us and advocates for against us. You know. So I think we should just kind of be aware of it. Yeah. But I don't just recommend it to anyone. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I have to know you're like a spiritually strong person who can use discernment. Yeah. So know? if they're already listening to Peterson, you wouldn't recommend that. No, because they're like, yeah. like a person that's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson's great. I would not. That's not someone I would be adv- advising. You ever that, you hear know? of uh, this book, Outwitting the Devil? No. It's uh, I don't remember the name of the, the writer, but he's 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 um, uh, he's written a bunch of books. But um, he claims to have um, like it's a story about a guy and it's like based on him. And he like had an encounter with the devil and the devil like revealed his playbook. And it like on the surface, it's the same thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to l- learn the devil's playbook. But I, so I was talking to a fella and he was like, yeah, you should, it's an interesting book. You should listen to it or, or read it. And I l- listened to it and the devil in the book, he's like giving away his whole playbook and he's like the way to defeat me can really be boiled down as like pure individualism, <laughs> beat the devil. And 
what I saw it as that's what the devil would say <laughs> right <laughs> you right. know because that's literally not I was how to say that's pretty yeah, th- not so, but yeah, yeah so it's like there is yeah like I that's it was just an interesting like a little anecdote where I was listening I was mowing the lawn I was like this is like how to be beat by the devil right like and yeah. I was like this is like and people are like oh it's such a great book of about like how to I'm like no it's not it's him that's what he wants you to think dude um I read the screw tape letter so I just don't remember what all it says or whatever um anyway man I just can't I can't believe people listen to any uh, Christians listen to any of these intellectual dark web people man oh my Joe Rogan every once in a while people like Joe Rogan still yeah I think actually I would recommend Rogan I would rather listen to the Peterson Oliver Anthony thing, but if if you had a gun to my head, you're like, who would you recommend people listen to, Rogan or Peterson? I would say Rogan, because at least he's in the fit. Yeah, he's in the fitness, and it's like it's got a sense of levity to it. Peterson has no levity. It's like all this is serious. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't. I would probably say the opposite, yeah. but it is really tough. It's like in different ways. I would not recommend. You know, it's like yeah. they're dangerous. Yeah, but at least like Peterson kind of does aspire, like want people to do better. It's just bad advice, and it's incorrect, and it's not based on a solid, firm foundation. It's again, its house is built on sand that will crash inevitably. But yeah. it's like, I mean, he was one of the original people that kind of sparked me the whole me too. clean your room. Bucko. Me too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I yeah. looked around and I'm like, I do need to clean my room. I'm like online commenting like I know what's up. And it's like, I'm $30,000 in debt. My credit score is 400. <laughs> I'm addicted to drugs and alcohol yeah. and like wow. stupid. And like, you know, maybe I need to work, you know, get better in life (laughs) before i start pointing fingers you know but the real reason now looking back on it like now after a whole long journey of like realizing he wasn't that great is that's again what we were saying is like that's shades of the truth i'm sorry dude i'm sorry it's so weird it's uh, it's so interesting doing a doing a um a podcast I'm in a public a, place, too. Well, no. I mean, I just haven't done a podcast. I, I haven't yeah. done a, a audio-only thing in year four years, I think. I'm always on camera. So, like, you know, that would have, like... The, the, that would have like it would have been part of the show like the, to the see. visual that yeah. we just saw like a straight up the podcast listeners pod, at home some dude. guy we're in a coffee shop and behind steven a girl and her mom came in it was in a pod with like a cat in like a backpack a pod and the style. backpack was like a big clear an astronaut home and they came in and i literally was gonna make a comment but you were on a roll I was yeah gonna well, be like, I there's saw your eyes and i was I, like <laughs> i had to like i had to like ignore because i knew there was some, something behind me well at first it was like oh that's cute and then i'm like just kind of questioning like, why weird. is this happening yeah. like, but it's yeah, a metaphor. A... The cat in the astronaut <laughs> mask is a metaphor for what Joseph Campbell said was the. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, he's clearly mentally ill. Jordan well, the, Peterson. The is, clean your yeah. room thing is it's like, well, it's what you said earlier. It's the why are you pointing out the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a plank of wood in your own eye? I mean, all that stuff, it's actual biblical advice, sure. which is we need the actual biblical advice, not your like frantic, crazy interpretations of it yeah and like again you're a man doing this like you're not the truth of the bible you're just a man giving your watered down version of actual advice and actual truth you know that's peterson 
Yeah. And then it's just word salad to appear smart. You know, it's 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 just fake and phony, but it's sad that like a lot of actual Christians just buy into them, you know. Yeah. Bruh. But yeah, that just stood out to me. The uh the part he said, Don't be thinking there's any higher purpose you can serve. Right when he said that I instantly was like, Then God? Like your your brain's like finishing the sentence, like the only answer, the only logical answer after the word serve there. Don't be thinking there's any higher purpose you can serve than it's like there's only one answer there. And it's not what then he continued it's not this, what he said, <laughs> the genuineness you bring to your art. Like, what does like that even mean, and why would that ever be the answer? Self harm inducing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> why would that ever be the answer there? Yeah. And then he said, "Yeah, good people die without good music." Do you, Do you think that's true? <laughs> no, 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 man. Good music, people music die doesn't matter, without dude. good music. What does that even mean, and is that true? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like music, define music good people and define matter. good music. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so nuts. It's I'm like really the worst professional. But he's really smart. So yeah, he he's really smarter than high me. He IQ, has degrees. High, and high IQ can kill you. He clearly has high IQ. He clearly yeah. is very intelligent. <laughs> but but you know, too smart. Like I feel like, yeah. um, um, too academic. Do you I'd know say, about yeah. the guy, like the smartest guy in the world? Yeah, I have a guy. That I know someone that worked for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. So he's a Christian, right? Yeah, he lives on a farm and in he's Missouri, like racist. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like totally one of us, dude. So it's like, what I know is some the... stories about him though? That he's like kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, he's so smart. He's insane. What is you the know? you know the bell curve thing where it's like on one side, it's like on both sides, like Christ is. It's king. like a mongoloid on the... one side, and it's like a shadowy like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like in the middle, is sage like, on one is, side. Is like in the middle, in the like middle the there's NBC like is no God. Guy, yeah. Race doesn't matter, and on both sides, it's just like like is racist is and believes in God, like the, both <laughs> yeah. the extremely intelligent and the yeah. um. There's so much truth to that. You know how that meme is so used on so many topics? It's just true, that's dude. That's because that's true. It's just true, dude. Because it is like stupid people just don't think too much and they just trust God. They just yeah. trust. Yeah. And they almost like need... We were talking about this too, um, separate debate. We won't get into the whole thing, but it's like, I almost want to be dumb. And I want to... And I talked about this on a stream where I talked about cities the mouse utopia and talked about cities being godless and how it makes people godless mm. because when you start to like rely on yourself you stop relying on god and when you have to rely on others like your community for yeah. survival or you have to like rely on god for yeah. survival you rely on god your yeah. life becomes like devoted to god and you almost become wise as a result of that and then on the opposite Based. if you're super crazy smart where you're just you can see everything you know everything you come to these like conclusions very easily that yeah. God is real. That this is the truth, yeah. you know, and everyone in the middle is like this floating back and forth of you know, me, 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 I, 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 you know, mentality, which leads to suffering yeah. and self destruction. You know, have you ever it's uh, most people? It's the wide road. It's literally the wide road that leads to destruction. You have know? you taken an IQ road. test? Yeah. Well. I mean, online IQ tests. Oh, okay, so not like a, not like a, not like an actual one. Yeah. I've taken a few, and they're all like one fifteen to one thirty ish. Yeah. So I feel like that's, and I feel like that's about true. I'm yeah. a little smarter than people, 
but like in that way, like in an IQ test way, not in like yeah. a, I can't do math problems. Yeah, I mean, but I have like a weird like innate ability sometimes to like kind of logically think through problems yeah. that like people around me like just normally can't do. I'm scared of my score. I don't know what I don't. I don't think I'll ever take one. I'm like I, w- I was thinking about this on air. And I would like no matter what my score is, I'd be terrified of it because, like, if I'm if <laughs> yeah. I'm, I guess I would rather at least a hundred. Like, oh no, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but like, I would probably want it to be like eighty-five or ninety, just so like I'm overachieving, you know? Because <laughs> if I'm if I'm like really really smart, yeah. then I'm underachieving, and I don't want to be a midwit, and yeah, yeah I mean, really. Yeah, I've always just wanted to be a black guy, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that that's just another 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 way that I wish I was. <laughs> anyway, add that to the the growing list of reasons why. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Ingramus out of context. <laughs> just always, I'll poach this for a sounder later. I'm just yeah. like the sounder. <laughs> Love it. Checks over his shoulder to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are in public. We are in public. You can't be too based in public these days. Yeah, you can't be too smart in public. You can't notice too many things when you're in public these days. You know, the noticer, (laughs) the noticer. Beard rubbing continues. Well, so then those I'll kind of get off this too. But like this was something Oliver Anthony said to Jordan Peterson after like some rambling response to what Jordan was saying. (laughs) But I also wanted your opinion on yeah. this quote. Some of the best music was written in the worst of times. Yeah. I don't. I, well, it might be true. It probably is. But I think that's a classic correlation is not always causation. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that um, to make me- good music or just good art in general, the, the, if you haven't been through that pain you're not going to be able to come up with, with, with cool stuff. But that doesn't mean, like, people, that what that quote is about, more when you get, when you, if you were to, like, like, view it as a non-normie, that says way more about history and the normie view of history yeah, than it does right. anything to do with, like, Oliver Anthony or where good art comes from. Yeah, yeah. Any, any of the surface-level stuff you would think of that, it's like a guy that got went viral talking about how art is and is but really is about this like historical view of like and not to you know uh, yeah we don't have to say all of it out loud but like his history is packaged a certain way in our public school you know textbook thing and then it's the certain way and there are these good guys and there's bad guys and when the bad things happen those were called the bad times right and yeah the good art came out of those bad times. I mean, certainly good, good music and good art came out of like, and maybe time will tell that we're like, I don't know. It depends right now. Are we in the good times or the bad times? The answer is it depends who wins. It, it depends who, who wins. And I think that like, so or does it depend on the person? It depends on the person. It's like, there's also good times. And I kind of had a great time during COVID. Like me personally, yeah, I grew so much spiritually. Yeah. I like did all this. I mean, my life got pieced back together. Yeah. I was like actually kind of having fun being like rebellious, you know. That quote, but, like yeah. most people didn't. 
you know so yeah. that so looking back like was 2020 a good time or a bad time it's like for me it was a good time selfishly for like <laughs> most people it was a pretty bad time you the, know the more I and think not even in like an official narrative way just because people were fearful and stressed out even if it was like over I mean, even if the whole thing was fake or whatever, they still people believed it was real at yeah. the end of the day. And it did cause like stress and anxiety and fear and all this like change in their life that, that was uh, unwanted or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was just over here crushing, <laughs> <laughs> laughing, joking, Bro. having a fun time, like enjoying life, being happy, being positive, like fighting back the evil with just nothing but like love and peace and truth and beauty and goodness. But it's like that. It's like, was 2020 good or bad? And it's exactly. Like, well, I was going to I was going to say, people, eight, you know, seven out of 10 people would say it was a bad year. Oh, of course it was a horrible year. It was a, the worst year ever. And then I think three out of 10 people would be like, dude, that was the best year of my life. Or, you know, I got married that year. It was great. You know, I met my wife that year. I, you know, that so quote, I think it's always just a weird, yeah. that quote is normie linear simpleton cope, dude. Yeah. That in a way <laughs> that quote makes me more upset than the first one. Like, cause I, cause I just don't like, like I, everyone's got them. But I really don't like this cliche culture. I mean, yeah. people talk about how it's like social. They're like, oh, in this Twitter culture, everything's shorter. Like, there's this like everything's got to be instant gratification. And I actually don't agree with that. I think the shortness is kind of a cool part. I like quippy short. The problem to me is not the shortness. It's the cliches. People just say stuff. We're all one race, the human race. It's like, dude, or like, like that, that thing that people love to say is just like, yeah, bad times create good music. And it's like, okay, dude, are you like retarded? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 it, and it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure if someone were to listen back to this interview, they could pick apart like everything I'm saying, everything you're saying, like, well, it's, but I don't think we're speaking in like cliches here. I don't think that. I think we are thinking through things. I think we're maybe saying them some sort of new way or like in a nuanced way, but the the gatekeepers like you know jordan peterson oliver anthony regardless of like whether it's whether it's authentic or whether they're authentic or or just a psyop i don't know but clearly these are approved people and when someone is approved they speak in these platitudes and these cliches and like you said about covid man it's like that was many different things to many different people and it's just like we are your life is not a textbook you're not looking at it. it's like oh this happened then that happened and if you if you um dispute this narrative it's illegal in germany or whatever <laughs> so anyway um, yeah no that the more the, the, when you said the first quote that uh i had like an instant reaction to it but the more i dwell on the second quote that's like yeah. infuriating to me. Like yeah, it, infuriating to me. I actually yeah. don't. Do, do, now, let me ask you: do, do you like is like when you just listen to the music for the first time? Did you like that song? No, I didn't either. I didn't really know. I, it, was, I, it was okay. I, I mean, it was, it was okay. It was, I didn't hate it. I was like, this is music. I'm like, this is okay. But I also was like, I don't know. It wasn't like. I feel like everyone's reaction was, this is the greatest thing ever. Finally, someone's playing real music. Finally, someone's speaking the truth. And it's like, do you listen to music? 
<laughs> like there's a lot of music out there that's great you know there's a lot of modern it's so authentic it's so or it's yeah man and it's like yeah it's not on your radio station in your car it's not on the top 40 hits it's not playing in your gym or whatever but like dude there's a lot of really good music out there from people who are recording on their cell phones that's not super published and packaged and you know it's all know. so fake that that even when someone is like faking being real it comes off as so real that people yeah. are like starved for the real deal yeah. they're so starved for the real deal that they see something fake that's trying to be real and it makes them literally cry <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah. dude well, there's and, like what you're saying about the your friend who's like the spring break song where it's just like can you add a little bit of subtlety a little it's bit. like this like he's he just writes this really just like i mean he, he line of his song is like basically if you're fat and eating fun drowns you shouldn't get welfare yeah and it's like well there's no real like creativity to that it just fit in his little song yeah and people were like oh whoa someone's finally this reference culture someone's finally speaking yeah. blah, 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 blah. and it's like dude there's like i know people who are actual really good artists <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah i mean but they're like really good artists who are like conveying those messages and very well thought out crafted poetry over really good music like that you know and it's not as like direct i don't like you were saying it's like there's actual art artists out there doing actual art yeah like beautiful good well-crafted thought out art and i like it's not I, just like dumb. i like rich people dude i, like, I mean like i'm I, like I, yeah, you know well, yeah I I, is, I I i like success you know, yeah. I you know I I think that it's like I, I like self-deprecating humor. Well, and and I, like, I like working hard. Yeah. His whole thing was like I'm a slave because I work and I'm blah, blah. It's like honestly, like I like work. I will landscape construction. I love it. I love digging. Working holes. hard's great. Success is great. Money's good, dude. And it's like money's yeah, then good. I love earning money yes. and having the ability to spend. You know, and it's not like I'm like working outside in the sun all day digging holes going like i'm a slave it's like no i'm like actually kind of grateful i have a job yeah sir <laughs> i i, like I actually like have a dollar beautiful I'm i like have a dollar people. sir yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah i mean and i just but it's this whole like i shouldn't have to work i should just be handed everything i don't know i don't know why i'm not rich it's like well work hard be grateful for it and blessings will come yeah stop complaining stop living in despair stop poor me I'm a victim. Everything's horrible in my life. Poor me. And that's why it resonates so well with everyone, honestly. And well, that video well, it's also because like, times are bad, dude. Like, you know, that, so people are yeah, like, well, they, yeah. they correlate the two. Yeah. So. But it's like, why? the reason it didn't, you know, a song of like gratefulness, the reason worship music isn't so popular is because it's about being loving and true and hopeful and honest and humble and, you know. Songs about, like, I just want to live in your presence, God. That's not popular. But a song that's like, I'm breaking my back and not getting paid enough. It's like, yeah. Dude, you have a killer. You have a killer southern, southern mocking tone. Like, that's the, it's very good, dude. I'm very impressed. Um, yeah. You're um, welcome, America. That's yeah. the one thing I'm controlling. That's one art I'm making is mocking Southern See, uh, what I was going to say earlier is, is that, you know, this might be a cliche on my show, but, like, just be funny. Like, th there's no humor anymore. Do you ever know? You ever notice this when, like, when there's humor in the approved mainstream sphere, it's always either sexual or 
um, gross or gross, gross like in some way. But they, yeah. but like I think that you could do the Oliver Anthony message and just be funny, and it would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what I try to do with my show and like in my songs. I try to be like kind of ironic and funny, and maybe maybe this is just immature. But I think if you're funny about it, you can get away with almost any message. And it doesn't have to be about the message. I don't know. I'm Maybe I should be more serious of a person, but I can't bring myself to do it. These people will sit down. Like, you know, how many, we, we're talking about serious stuff, but we've been laughing. And it's like there's a yeah. sense of levity yeah. and it's all good. But these guys sit down and just like smell their own farts for like three <laughs> hours, dude. Three yeah. straight yeah. hours. And they don't really... And when they do laugh, it's this smug, sarcastic thing. Yeah. Like, dude, these people suck, man. <laughs> 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 these, these, these approved serious people are, they, they suck so bad, dude. Um, yeah, man, we were talking off, off air about just, you know, you, you, have, a, you have a pretty, like, hopeful, you know, uh, yeah. Like opinion of like the of, of people, I guess you try to stay yeah. helpful. Mine is like is just in the red, dude. I, like, <laughs> and I don't think I, I if that's a sin, I need to repent of it. And I and I, but yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know about is it a sin, but I mean, the Bible often. I mean, everyone's it's the Bible is full of people saying have hope, have hope, don't lose yeah. hope, don't you know have joy in all circumstances, be thankful in all circumstances. Well, I, I am well joy hope and thankfulness. For the future. I mean, I, it's very it's a very biblical. I mean, Paul's Peter, Jesus said it a lot. You know, even all the prophets. When you're reading all like the major and minor prophets yeah. in the Old Testament, I mean, these guys are writing when like the craziest like Assyria just invaded and plundered and like raped their women and like repopulated their country well. with like <laughs> you know and these people write the prophets of the day are like have hope like things will get better and it's like it is like don't be a victim like don't live in this yeah, yeah times but are I, bad but do you right think now I, but like, do you think i do that though do you think that it's like me thinking like well, well no, i mean not me. i don't i'm just saying in general like i just think we're called by god in a lot of different ways throughout the bible and just throughout history to just have hope for the future well, and even not even just in this life which i think is a lot of it but also have hope in the eternity yeah like in well, the yeah. end like in the end god wins I it's, on my, it's on my laptop it says god well, wins, i'm right? saying it's well, like it's, it is like a silly little bumper sticker you can put on your laptop but it's also true like there is an end in sight, and we win and have hope in that. But I am hopeful of that, is yeah. what I'm saying. But my, my point is is an being level. a realist about, like, what people be like <laughs> is, is, is not... Yeah. That I have ultimate hope for the future, but I I just... I don't... It's because it's not a despair thing. And, and like, so I, it doesn't affect my joy or my gratitude. It really doesn't. I... I I think you can tell it doesn't. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. look what people be like, dude. And <laughs> when you extra, I'm just big on like logical extrapolation. And, you know, I think like if I didn't have Christ, then I actually would be more serious about how this is like is a big black pill. But I'm not black pill. I just look at yeah. l- look at what the sphere is. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's sinful. I think if I would if it was like. If I was like, and that's why God doesn't matter, that's definitely sinful. Or if I'm like, people are a certain way and I'm not grateful to God because of that, that's a sin. But maybe it's just a demeanor thing. Like, it's like a disposition thing. Like, you're, you're, you're a certain way. Um, 
Like, I think people can change, but I also think that people don't change. Like, they don't. Like, they do sometimes, but I'm, I'm just well, big. Well, you changed. Yeah. Well, no, I I'm, I'm just a. Two people, two out of two people here I'm a professional. Changed, I'm a know? professional generalizer, dude. I'm a professional <laughs> stereotyper. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, just because the exception. But even, like, I get that because I do that. I mean, people change. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. But also, like, 100% of us right now are yeah. drastically changed. Yeah. So, I mean, what is the, when you say some, like, people, is um, that a very few people don't change? Because I'd actually argue most people change. I mean, every Christian changed. And this country, at least Based. whatever statistics say, is majority Christian still at this point. I don't know if that's true or not, or if they're actually following Christ or just checking a box that says, I am Christian. Nah, man. Yeah. But even just non-Christians can pretty drastically change their lives. They can get red-pilled, quote-unquote, and start eating meat and lifting weights and train yeah. their life, but still not. Liver crisps. Yeah. Get, yeah. get those liver <laughs> yeah. crisps. Get one of yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, no, get, I do think people, I mean, that phrase, people change. I think people do change. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, and it's not everyone. But I guess what I mean is, is persons change. But people don't like human nature does not change is what I mean. Yeah. And individual that's like like I have the last couple of years, probably the biggest the biggest change in my life. Like so not in the last four or five years, because I became a Christian in twenty nineteen and that was like the biggest radical change for me. Yeah. But in the last two years, I have just come to reject almost all forms of individualism. Where I don't like I because I, I take it for granted like I not take it for granted but it goes without saying that individuals do change and that individuals exist but I think the the more the 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 way that gets the thing that gets neglected is collectivism is that like that we are groups we belong to groups you belong to a family you you are a certain race uh, we are in a country in a certain time and when you look at group trends um i don't have any hope in that and i don't think that's bad because yeah i mean like groups behave in a certain way and um thank god that individuals do change that's that's great like i i i think they're not intention is what i mean is is thing is uh i don't know if this makes sense um well praise god that both of us did (laughs) <laughs> and I praise God that more will, but I think a lot won't. Well, I would push back too because I do think you do have hope because you came to Nashville to come to Fireplace. Yeah, and you were very adamant. You said multiple times yesterday you're like excited to like hand people Bibles yeah. and hand people cards. Yeah, it was fun. And you're like, I want to like evangelize the people. Yeah, you wouldn't do that if you didn't have hope that people can't change. Because mm. those are yeah. people that are living godless lives, and you were very like eager and optimistic and going out of your way to go do this mm. that's you know deep down whether you want to admit it or not <laughs> but i mean i'm your psychologist right now by the way whether you want to admit it or not Stephen. yeah you're pretty, deep down pretty you have <laughs> pretty that's yeah yeah i mean i don't know i don't know um i don't think so it's there I yeah mean, it is there at least at some level i think that your, only god you, can change you know. them yeah, so it's really i mean i, I primarily huh ah, Dang, dude, I'm on the couch right now. I'm on Sean, <laughs> Sean's couch. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I, I don't. I, I think in the godly sense, I have more hope than ever. I'm. Yeah, man, this is this is interesting stuff. I mean, primarily, <laughs> it's out of obedience. It, it's not because I think the people 
I mean, I think they can. I'm just saying they most often don't. And they still can, and God can change them. No one, no one um, comes to God without him initiating the conversation. Like, he's the, it says that in the Bible, I don't, in so many words, that he's the one that initiates that. Um, but it's primary, primarily out of obedience and disappointment in myself for not doing much of it earlier. Like, this is kind of like, it's kind of crappy to admit it, but this, last night was one of the first times I've really ever even done that on a non-relationship level. Um, usually it's like I'm, I have a relationship with a person and I talk to them about Christ or the church or whatever. But as far as... More effective. More effective, yeah. Yeah, it's way more effective. But I would feel weird. Like last night, I'd, I'd feel weird if I went down there and like didn't do any, anything at all. And I didn't do enough last night. Um, maybe I just hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into this. What's no, your relationship no. like with your with your no, father? No, let's go back to the Oliver Anthony quotes. Those, those were that was more that was more comfortable for me. What's your relationship? But like yeah, dude, with? honestly, I, I cannot stand that quote. I'm still thinking that 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 the the best music came out of. What's a similar? I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna get this quote right. But there was. Um, do you ever see that? It might get loud. Documentary. It was kind of about guitars and guitarists. With um, yeah, I did. Edge and yeah, um, Jimmy I did. Page I did. And Jack. I, yeah. There's a point in it where Jack White and always rung with me because I always that's where I kind of first heard this concept because Jack White was talking about like American blues and history. Mm. He's talking about. He's like, I love the blues. It's like I'm from Motown. I grew up in like in Detroit in Motown when I like as the industry was leaving. Like, he was growing up in the 80s and 90s when it was like, my parents lived in this amazing, like, Detroit was the greatest city in the world. And as I was growing up, it was just crumbling. And so, like, it got real depressing, but then that made really good music. All these punk rock artists, rock and roll artists were coming out of Detroit because it was this, like, inspired by the pain around them, the trauma around them, you know? And he was saying, like, that's also what motivated him his whole life to really be into, like, the blues which is actually going to kind of go into a question I have for you about the blues, but like it's the same thing where it's like the blues, the Delta blues, right? Everyone talks about like the Delta blues. Why is that so good and so powerful? Because the Delta is like the poorest region of the country. It's the same thing. It's like, it sucks there. And so like the music's great, you know, and it is like depression era music was like the folk music and the depression was people say it's some of the best music of all time. Right. The depression era, you know, and it is like, it's because, things do suck but it's i don't think it's like this inevitable thing yeah that's what i mean well just exactly because because there's also really good music that came out in the 50s and 60s when times you're saying exactly that's you you said it without the better than me yeah i i think that it's not inevitable it's like you can make and then i would even make the argument it is even like the best music comes out when people are grateful and hopeful like we're talking about when they're praising god that's the best music yeah Yeah, so we were talking about like hard times create good music type deal, um, well, or I like that whole notion. I'm not, you know, but a question I did have is yeah. um, is like about blues and yeah. about jazz. Yeah. 
do you think those are like genres that are kind of sinful or like like godless? That's interesting, um, and in different ways because the blues is kind of defined about like despair. That's the it subject is, matter it of the is lyrics. Kind of complaining, and yeah. the jazz in a different way is more like a rebellion. So I've heard really good arguments that jazz music is like Satan's music because it's very like anti-order. It's in rebellion to orderly music. Yeah. And so, like, do you think that, like, that, like, obviously there's going to be outliers, like we were just saying, like, these, we're talking, like, generalizations. Sure. But do you think, like, blues and jazz are, like, pretty godless or, no. like, anti-god? No. no, I mean, I just think, I actually think that, um, well, let, let's, uh, let's, uh, I'll answer the question, but let's pick apart, like, what the arguments you've, you've heard first. Now, in the blues, the blues primarily like, I mean, that is what the su- despair and complaining and ha- ha- having it bad are the subject matter of many of the lyrics in the blues. But that's not what blues is. Blues is actually a chord progression. And see, I, I see these things way more through the yeah. lens of, like, yeah. musical structure. That what-, what makes the music the music is not, like, is not the subject matter of the lyrics. It's really the music itself that makes... Like you, you got you got metal songs, and metal songs classically are about certain things like partying, girls, drugs, whatever. Um, but they don't have to be. That's not what makes it metal. Like it's really the sound and the tone of the music, the instrument choice, the chord progressions. That's really what makes a style of music. Um, the, the like I see. I, I'm a. I love writing lyrics. Um, this is a, you know, we have a person we know online, they might be wrong. And this is a, like a debate we have had, but it's become more of like a troll. Like he says to me that lyrics don't matter. And I say to him that he thinks music don't, doesn't matter, but we're just kind of busting balls right, or whatever. Right. But so the despair thing about blues, that's, that's what the, the lyrics are about. But I've written blues about lizard, uh, li- lizard people, dude. Like, like I, that's a blues song, but it's not even about that. Um, the lyric, honestly, lyric, the lyrics don't make the style of music. There's plenty of other styles of music that are, out, are about those despair type things. You wouldn't know it because the music's like happy. That ska is like that. Sky is all about all kinds of despair stuff, but you wouldn't There's know. Christian it. ska band. Exactly. So, like, I think um, now, so the, I would dispute that about blues. I think blues is, uh, um, and we'll get to the sinful thing in a second. Um, blues is really the chord progression, and it's, like, done with, like, what's called a swing rhythm rather than a straight rhythm. Um, and it's, I identify styles of music, and I think I'm right about that, like, way more by their musical aspects because it's music. Now, if it were just the lyrics, that probably would be, yeah, considered sinful. But you can just write a song, a blues song about some other stuff. Now, jazz being like rebellion, I completely reject that. I think that that is just not true. Now, there are styles of jazz music that are just like free. They, there's no structure at all. But actually, jazz is jazz is kind of the most structured music it's weird to say that but yeah jazz has rules and you can break those rules but it really doesn't even do that i mean jazz players they know exactly what they're doing and they're and they're actually chords are going by and they're playing certain scales certain modes certain arpeggios over those um those chords and they're the it's not even as much a breaking of rules. It's it's there's levels to the rules that they actually know more about music than than 
most classical people. Like I've 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 been taught by classical people, and this was before I was even that good. I've been taught by classical people, like brilliant classical people, and I knew more about music than them in our first lesson, like going into that class because I've studied jazz. So, no, I don't. Th- I, I certainly would reject them as inherently sinful, um, but they can be. They they can be. Like um, I've always I when I. Sir, the more I study jazz, the more I see order in it. But people don't like, don't like to say that. These, they would, um, a lot of these jazz players, if you say stuff like this, it's really what you're doing is you're like revealing the magician's secrets. And they don't like that. Because right. they want the mystique. They want the half-smoked cigarette <laughs> yeah. and the, the random guy in the club just like the doing, the doing whatever he wants. And that's yeah. the, really not what jazz is. So it can be... But I don't think it's inherently sinful. I mean, if it is, then I'm I got a big pro. I got to real, really, really, really re- rethink my yeah. life. I mean, yeah, I mean, if I have a jazz book, um, it's just chords and melodies and you're improvising over those things. So I don't think improvising is is sinful. I, I don't I don't I don't think that I mean, a lot of like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think classical music, you know, one time I did a. um. I did a video about this. Do we talk about this about how that video I did on like the backbeat, downbeat, yeah, the, the right. backbeat. I was yeah. gonna ask you because I was gonna yeah. say like, you talked about it a couple times on your show. Yeah. Of is it the downbeat and the how backbeat. It's backbeat, backbeat. So what that is is the. And there's like some truth to it, but there not, is some truth to right? it. Yeah. Where you're saying yeah. Like it's, it's kind of almost like like weirdly leads you away from God. The, I mean, that's like what they're. Yeah. You, to it, you know. Man, I don't know. (laughs) So we we've talked about a few different. This has kind of been like a through line in this in this chat is that the the idea of something being inherently sinful versus incidentally sinful. Yeah, I mean just because just because a person doing like most of the people doing a thing are sinning does not make the thing inherently sinful. Like if you take like most books these days are straight from the devil. But that doesn't make literacy of the devil. And <laughs> like and yeah. just because yeah. most people doing swing music or like that urban music are sinning or are saying sinful things doesn't make that rhythm sinful. I actually find it to be ridiculous the notion that the two and four that's the, just quick primer on music. I mean, everyone's seen people conduct before and they, you know, if you watch the people the conductor, he raises his 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 arm and the instruments all come up then he brings his hand down and they start playing the downbeat that's what the downbeat is it's the it's the one it's, it's one then he goes to the right that's the two then he, then the threes to the left and then he, the upbeat is the four so the a backbeat is the two and the four being accented in music so boom ba boom ba this is the that's the rhythm of 99% of modern songs is a backbeat. Since the Beatles, the Beatles kind of made it popular in the 60s. And the idea that 50% of the beats lead you away from God is ridiculous to me. <laughs> like, like that. I mean, and if yeah. it's true, then... I mean, I've prayed about it. I did the video on it. But, like, it can promote, like, just, like, more, like sensual dancing i guess but like i don't know maybe it is true that that 99 of the music 
in living memory is sinful, but I don't think it's inherently true. I think it's it's incidental. Um, I hope it's not. That means I'm a bigger sinner than I thought, bro. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, those people were doing sinful things, but that doesn't make the, the music inherently sin- sinful. Now, I do think that most lyrics are sinful. I do think that most lyrics that you would hear in modern music are sinful, but the music itself, maybe what people do with not maybe what people do with it. Yes. But it, the music itself, I don't know, man, people have been saying this about every era going back to the time of Jesus, every new musical era. They've, they, the, so these days in these little old Baptist churches, um, if they use drums or electric guitar, people leave the church over these things. If they don't just have the piano, you know what happened when the piano was invented? People left the church over the piano. (laughs) But when it went away from choral or harpsichord, people left the church over that. So it's just how you use it. The intents in the heart matter, but not as much as like the actual content. Um, So I, I, pray to God that if what I'm doing, if I'm teaching a sinful style of music, I really would like to know. Um, I don't know how to speak to it other than just be honest about my take. I think I just find it kind of ridiculous. The pure, we should be seeking to be pure, but the purity culture of, of that it's, it's not, I don't think it's good. It's, you know, I talked about this in my, in my video that in Africa, the only thing, like, all African music accents the backbeat. All of it. And so, are you saying that if you went to evangelize in Africa, that you, like, they can't worship with their culture's music? Right, yeah. I, I, I find that to be ridiculous. And the, a person commented on my video saying that um, they were Eastern Orthodox, and they only use voices... In, they only use choral. They don't use any instruments in their church. And I asked them, I was like, are you saying that any worship music other than that is sinful? They're like, absolutely. And I'm like, it says in the Psalms to praise God with instruments. Right. So yeah. what are you talking about? Um, so it's an interesting question, but I think it's it's uh, just because people sin while doing a thing doesn't make like their artistic medium sinful. So long rant concluded. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And kind of what we were talking about, because last night after we did two, we simultaneously live streamed the fireplace. We kind of talked about the music. We'll get into specifics of what we were talking about. But just in general, like the um, like emotional and charismatic Christian music, do, does that kind of cross the line, though? I don't know. That's Where, why like, I love the word really sussy. getting into... I don't know. Swinging and raising their hands Man. and dancing. And there's just, and there's a lot of debates. I mean, Tennessee is full of different various Protestant denominations yeah. that all fight over do you raise your hands or not? Do you play instruments or not? Do you smoke yeah. light show or not? Do you this? It's all like the no music light show. Styles. Yeah, no light. I'd say no light it's show. Like yeah. Some people draw lines here yeah and then here and then here and not at all it's the problem that's a problem with protestantism at all i mean like i'm a protestant i'll always be a protestant but but there is there is a a, 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 argument of you know 
when, when you change something, how far do you take it? And the, the Catholics and the Eastern Orthodox are right about that being a very serious concern. Yeah. Yeah. When, it's when you come, when you come in with individualism and every man doing what's right in his own eyes, I think there's a, there's a big danger in that. Um, yeah, I don't. I I have to pray about this and, and think about it way more. I don't know. I mean, I certainly don't. Um, like my guidebook is the scripture, right? And David yep. praised. He danced naked in the streets to the Lord. Um, now, I don't know. Like I don't think dancing is is inherently sinful. I think being overjoyed about God is. I don't think that's a bad thing. The thing that I see as a problem is it it. If, I was thinking about this on the walk here, that it it feels performative to me. Now, if you were to say that to a person that was doing whatever the you know hand Waving you know, way, hands, swaying whatever, they would not say that, that. I bet most of them would say it's not performative. Most of them would say that that it's not, and they're not. They certainly aren't intending it to be performative. But when I was a kid, I did performative stuff all the time and didn't mean to and didn't know I was doing it. Right. Yeah, but right. still but performing I was doing. Yeah. And in hindsight, looking back, I was like either you call it acting out or being a class clown. And you're not saying I'm not saying have a thought. I'm going to be performative right now. And then I'm going to be performative. Therefore it's performative. I'm saying it's like subconscious or unconscious or they just don't know. But something is is a little bit self-glorifying even though they're they're like glorifying god but they're drawing attention to oneself right yeah. and I, I i don't think that is um i don't think that's right i don't know if it's sinful but i don't think it's the right way to worship I, there's something about it bothers me now it could be that it just bothers me and that means i need to just be cool, man. <laughs> like, you know, like, but I don't know. Dude. Something's really weird about the over emotional thing. And like I was saying yeah. yesterday, you uh, anytime there's this emotional thing, uh, you trace trace the string, and there's a woman behind it somewhere. Yeah. There's a woman yeah. in in some sort of authority, or like, um, or the guy's simping. And that's giving power to a woman. Right. And so something's very feminine about it to me. And I don't think, you know. Which is not adhering to the Bible, which is what we're talking about. Which is at the end of the day, it's somewhere along the line, there's disobedience to God. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think raising your hands is is bad. I think that, like, I've seen you pray before and you, like, have your arms out. And that that's. I do. So I, I actually do draw that line of I don't like to raise my hands up because yeah. I do think that's performative. And I try not to judge others for yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, they're in, I'm not judging their heart where their heart is. But I feel like for me, I do like a double hands out. And I just feel like that's a posture of like submission. Like just submitting yeah. to God. 100%. And I don't, I just like to keep it simple like that. I don't, I kind of sway and get into the beat a little bit. Yeah. Hands out, sing. But I don't do hands up, and I don't belt out the loudest thing I can. You know, I don't want to disturb other people's yeah. worship, so I'm not trying to, like, sing really loud. I know some people do that. And yeah. I try not to dance or move too much. I think the dancing is but the it's like, sussiest it thing. It is what you're saying. I try to actively not be performative. I try to just be like, this is me and God. Yeah. 
you know and sometimes it's hard you get a really good musician and it's like your brain just starts being like dude this guy's awesome see <laughs> like this girl's amazing voice you know and it's like but like okay refocus rewire this is about god not my i will say though the music is right now you know the difference uh, I, one thing i, I, I don't, try to keep myself in check is what I'm I, saying all yeah that. i mean i think but the thing is is that it isn't just you and god it's you god it's you god and the congregation and this is why I sing loud. That's a good point. Because I want everyone to sing loud. And I sing really loud. Or try to. <laughs> like, the pastor of my church sings so loud, and I love it. Because, I mean, yep. it is him, like, standing out. But, you know, everyone can just can just uh, sing louder. Can match him. Yeah. And, like, but the thing is, is that. That's the, so when I went to the bunch of Church of Christ churches. Yeah. Because it's only voices. Yeah. They No all, piano. No piano. Wow. Only, only voices. There's a man who leads it at the front, and he does the hand thing, like, like you were saying. Yeah, he's conducting. And <laughs> the, hand the, the hand thing, a little goofy hand thing they yeah. do, you know? And then uh, the sign language at the front, you know, that they do. And then uh, <laughs> and everyone only sings. And I, what I noticed is everyone is a really good singer, and yeah. they all sing really loud because they've done it their whole lives. Everyone because can sing, dude. Because they do it, they sing out loud and yep. proud every yep. Sunday without question. And so every like man, like go to a church of Christ and like just be like a six year old crushing, man, yeah. And he's like the best singer you've yes. ever heard. Yeah. And then like I'm not I'm kind of I've always been like shy about singing yeah. and so, even as you know, I was a non believer obviously for most of my life, but like even just people like Baptists who are like shy about singing out and stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah they're not gonna be good singers. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna be shy. Everyone can be, sing. You know, yeah, if you sing a lot, you'll get good at sing singing. loud, sing proud, and yeah. you'll get you'll get good and See, you'll be, the difference you know, the difference is like with the dancing thing. It's like, okay. With the singing, the words are up on the screen and they're agreed upon. You see they were messing up last night? Yeah. 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 Um they're but either way, it's me just me a little 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 jab, um, <laughs> um, but they're agreed upon. They're vetted, hopefully vetted, um, you know, by the scripture and by you know, like you know, I wouldn't pick any. I I I'm the co-music leader at my church, and we, you know, when there's a weird lyric, we we don't do the song anymore. Right. Well, you know, if there's a we do, there's all kinds of popular song Christian songs yeah. that we don't do, um, and they're agreed upon, and you're functioning as a group. That dancing thing, it's just all individualism. It's all just, I do this, I do that. But you wouldn't go in there and like sing the wrong note on purpose. The song goes the way it goes. And it, I'm not saying you have to do it the same way every time, but it's like agreed upon. And I would have to think about like synchronized, synchronized dancing. Like, you know, like, is there a way to <laughs> worship with dance that. Yeah, I, I don't think I really don't think the, 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 the yeah I don't know. It's really weird, dude. It's very <laughs> like very beta soy. I, like I, I hate to use you know meme terms to talk about church, but it's really weird. I got to think about it, man. Um, I don't I don't feel like I maybe I I don't know. Maybe I'm not in touch with the Holy Spirit as much as I should, or something like that. But this, I don't see the the Holy Spirit in this being like taken over. This being taken like I, when people are just like taken over by the Spirit and makes them do whatever. I just don't see God there. Yeah, yeah. I do when people sing, but I don't. Yeah, definitely weird, dude. I, I do. I have a mixed like um, you know, like speaking in tongues stuff. 
I don't know my take on that yet. Yeah. And I know it's it in the Bible. Bibli- it is it's biblical. In, it's totally it biblical. Does happen. Totally biblical. Yeah. Um, there's totally. debates on, you know, is that an apostolic gift? And was yeah. it only in the apostolic exactly. age? And there's all yeah, that yeah. kind of Cessationism. Stuff, yeah. You know, there's yeah. all these different debates. But, yeah. like, I see it, especially when I was first, like, when I was a non-Christian, I was just like, that's just insane, goofy nonsense. Yep. That's proof that Christians are stupid and yep. nonsensical, you know? Became a Christian was still just like, yeah, I think those Christians over there are just a little weird. Slowly kind of came to it. And then it's like I've been a part of some churches and some prayer circles where people just start speaking in tongues. And there is like this weird power where it is like, dude, I don't even know what they're saying. But like I do kind of know what they're saying. And it's like it's like that moment where like you're in your head being like, that's not real. That's not possible. And then all of a sudden, like God just tells you like. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, was there an inter- a person there to happens. interpret it? No, and well, like, and I'm not even saying it's like I'm not saying that's like even proof, but I'm just saying there is something to it where like I, as a result of them speaking in tongues, I felt more connected to God, and then I saw prayers answered, and like then it makes me think like maybe there's something to this. Then I'll go back to seeing some people doing some goofy nonsense where I'm like, that's literally just someone going through the motions of. Speaking in tongues. Yeah. Literally just nonsensical for performative reasons, you know. And I've heard people say their testimony. Like, Christians I know have told testimonies where they're like, I grew up in those churches where you're not accepted unless you do it. So all the kids just start learning yeah. how to go through the motions of like power of making suggestion. mouth noises yeah, and man. doing the right things. Yeah, dude. And then they be, are like, you know what? That actually led me away from God. Yeah. Because we were just trying to fit in and doing what our parents told us and expected us to do. So it's like I do kind of have like a conflicting thing about it where I think there is some truth and some real power in it. And there's also a lot of goofy fakery out there with it. So I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'm not like super hard set on it. But like I've personally had experiences where I like I have felt very like very close to God in moments where I've been around people speaking in tongues. Mm. And like I don't do it. I've never done it. Yeah. I've never tried to do it. I've never felt convicted to do it. But. Yeah, I'm just very know. wary. It's just yeah. stuff like that where it's like I can't even really even explain it and articulate it well, but it's like it was almost like here's some proof that there's some truth to this. Well, the thing but is, then it's like then you know four weeks later I'm hearing someone's testimony about how yeah me and everyone in my church faked it because it was peer pressure. Yeah, I mean you know so it's like it is a weird, it's weird like, thing where I think there is truth to it and I think there is a lot of tomfoolery out there as well. Well, if you see if you see what it says in the scripture, it's like it's always supposed to have an interpreter there. And yeah, it's not supposed to be nonsense. Yeah. But it's also like, Do you know the joke? Do you know the 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 joke about it? It's like you speak in tongues, um you you start um what is it? You start naming Japanese car companies. Yeah. It's uh, like I bought a Kia, but I should have bought a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's like the yeah, old, yeah, I, bought I, I, bought, I bought a Kia, but I should have bought a Honda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, because they're they're just their languages, either dead or alive. I mean, that that's yeah. you know the first time they spoke in tongues was at Pentecost, and they were hearing them in their native tongue. And also in First Corinthians, it talks about how. It, when someone speaks in tongues, there's supposed to be a person interpreting to say what it says. But I've heard that's also like you could be just speaking to God in the language that God understands. Right, but that's that's not tongues. Like then. as if you were humming. That's not tongues. Or something, you know, because right. because it, it like if, if you I think it's First Corinthians thirteen. It it says whenever tongue someone speaks, like people are given spiritual gifts, and one of those is the gift of speaking in tongues. 
and whenever um, people speak in tongues, there's supposed to be a person, the, like there's a gift of interpretation, of knowing what it actually is being said. Um, so I've just never understood the argument for when there's not an interpreter there. Yeah. What, like if you look at what the Bible says, like the Bible is right about everything. doesn't mean my interpretation of the Bible is correct about everything, but the answer to this, I, I just don't understand when, like, I've looked into the arguments on a lot of other stuff that I feel deny scripture, but I've never really looked into what their answer to that is, what their answer to that verse where it says it's supposed to be interpreted yeah. like there on the spot by a person in the church. Um, I've only heard it a couple times. I've only heard people do it a couple times. I would be weirded out by it just cause <laughs> I'm, I'm wary, dude. I'm yeah. just very wary of this, this female thing, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just very wary of this power of suggestion female thing. Yeah. And and just like it it it's so much of it is just repackaged feminism, dude. It's like feminism and individualism and like, you know. That's a good question. A good question I had is I used to have the opinion I guess I shouldn't phrase it as like that. That's a loaded question, right? But like Load it up, bro. <laughs> Do it. Load it up. So we used to go to this young adult thing in um, the church I used to work at here in Brentwood, and I would go because I'm like a young adult, and it's for young adults, and I'm like a new Christian. I'm like I need help. I need fellowship. I need peers. I need young adult inspire. Like like sermons aimed towards young adults, not some sixty year old man talking about stuff that doesn't apply to my yeah. my life. You know. But I go, and the more I go, and the more I go, it's like the pastor's wearing skinny jeans, and he cries a lot, and it's very emotional, and yeah. it's very, I'm trying to be funny and pop culture. <sighs> yeah. and there's some good lessons, and the gospel's preached every once in a while, but I just kind of kept saying to like people, because I made a lot of friends in that group, and I kept going, kind of kept like hearing what that, you know, kind of giving them chances, had a lot of, you know, my personal opinions. Like, I wouldn't do that if I was in charge. I would do things differently, but okay, I'm not in charge. I'm not there. I can't do things differently. It's their thing. But I just stopped going because it was like, I mean, I was a 30, and everyone there was pretty much in their early 20s. And the message was definitely just emotional. It was definitely yep. aimed at young women because in yep. the crowd were 60 to 70% of the crowd were girls between the ages of 18 and 24. So of course the message is that preached by a man who's clearly appealing to those girls who cries and all the girls are like, I love him. He's great. He's the best preacher ever. He's, he's the best. And my thinking is like, you know, me and my ex-girlfriend would have this little inside joke because she actually agreed with me on all these points. We would turn and look and go, he's crying again. And that was the running joke because it would happen like every week or every other week. Like he's crying again. <laughs> and it's one thing if I like, got a pastor once in a while gets emotional. Okay. But like a consistent crying was man. Was it every week? It was almost every week. Dude. It was probably more than every other week. A consistent would, crying like man. Like if you're going to put percent, like if every yeah. other week is 50%, it was probably like a 60, 70%. That's Usually, crazy. not every time, but a lot. At least like choking up a little bit and getting real like teary-eyed. And, but so it was like, I just kind of came to the conclusion back then where I was like, you know what? He's not for me. 
And I was kind of like, I would come to the conclusion, but like, you know what? Maybe if I had a daughter, I'd want him because there's good messages. He's preaching the Bible. He's preaching the gospel. He's being appealing. Young yep. girls seem to like him. It's like young girls are showing up on Tuesday night to come hear the gospel instead of watching whatever trash is on Netflix. So I'm like looking at it as like, well, it's better than nothing. But now looking back, I'm actually kind of on the opinion of like that whole thing is bad. Yep. It's like wolves in sheep's clothing thing where like even those women, because I was justifying it being like, yeah, young adult men probably shouldn't listen to this guy or respect him too much. We need to rise above that and be men and leaders, risk takers, providers, defenders. Like we need to aspire above that like emotional stuff, Mm -hmm. especially people in leadership positions like pastors, you know. We need to be men, logical, reasonable, in control, you know, able to like solve our problems like confidently, speak boldly, speak the truth, not like emotional and feely and, you know, I feel and I think and my heart and, you know, it's like these, I don't know, I go all day with that rant, I guess, that not <laughs> silly rant. because you happen to be right. <laughs> it's because you're right. But I was just kind of justifying it being like, you know what, it's good for young girls. Yeah. But now I kind of have the opinion of like, I, st- I don't think, I still think you need a strong, masculine, righteous, righteously masculine man, even for the young women, even if they don't like it in the moment, it's going to be just better for them not to have some like simpy, emotional man crying on stage <laughs> in skinny jeans yeah, trying mean, to be funny. Here's what I'll say. I, and I know yeah. the guy and he's a good, he's kind of a good guy. I like him. But he's I've, that way. I've had good conversations, yeah. but in a leadership role in the church, like. And so I guess just the reason I brought all that up is like, do you agree with that? Or like, do you think one way or the other on that? Like yeah. this emotional church thing yeah. that's happened, this feminized church stuff. I, I think. Is that yeah. a good thing for the women? No. Or is it just bad for everyone? No. Because it's okay. definitely bad no. for men. I'm not going to. It's gonna, bad for everybody. I'm not going to give them that with listen, that. Yeah. I, the, I actually think that in general, there, and, and this is all encompassing in, as far as all life, all fields of study in general, that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things for everybody. Like, and I'm not, of course there's a gray area in some things. Of course there's, a, like, here's what, what, how I kind of see the world. People, we are naturally rebellious. And so if you look at, and you can't unsee this, when you like look at how people talk and how people behave, we are more, as, as people, more into the exception and the nuance and the gray area than the straight up rule. We don't like talking about rules. We don't like talking about like yeah. there's a proper way to do things. They, and the minute that someone p- picks their head up and is talking about there's a right way to do things and a wrong way, the minute all these harpies start flapping their gums about all, not all <laughs> and the nuance and the gray area. No, all they care about is the nuance and the gray area. And then it's not just in the church, this is in everything. This is why I'm such a bastard when it comes to music lessons. Because I'm like, no. No, no, no. There is a right way and a wrong way. And once you've learned the rules, then we can get into the, the, the exceptions, and there's not that many. In general, I think there's just a right way to do things. Yeah. And we, like you said, like I think th- that way that you, you kind of just alluded to it, the way you were before, you kind of tricked yourself. You kind of tricked yourself yeah, into, yeah. Being like, into being like, oh, it's just, not, it's just different strokes, dude. Just, <laughs> just like, dude. Yeah. Just like. And, 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 but you know what? For me, bro, but for others, maybe. Yeah, no, I, like, I, no, think I think there is that 95% of the time, that's all bunk, dude. Yeah. I think that it's really, there's a right way. Like, I don't even know if, like, kids' classes is biblical. 
I think that we should kind of all all be in the same room and yeah. like then you know may, maybe and I would say maybe like having like women's classes re- led by women would be like yeah, good. Right, right. But in general, no. I think that you're you're you get it now because because there's just like a right way to be and um yeah, dude, I agree with our, the, the the modern the modern Sean, dude. Like that, that <laughs> that's I I don't think. Now I will say that for different cultures, there's like a different way of worshiping, but but I don't think that um no, I don't think the simpy. Yeah, man, I would love to be wrong about about being. I don't know if the right word is like hardcore, like being this wary. It kind of goes back. We were talking about like how my, you know, my, you know, faith and hope in humanity. <laughs> it's that I can only tell the truth about what I think, and I would love to be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. That's the problem. And if I am wrong, I need the scripture to tell me or a, a man I respect or whatever. You know, dude, I'll just say it. Half of our job is as as or I don't know about half, but a big part of our job in the church. As men, it's to check women, dude. They yeah, got to be held yeah. in check. I mean, this is we have to lead, dude. Yeah, and we're not. Well, I mean, and lead in and leading is tough. There's a responsibility there that you have to take risks. You have to be willing to like sacrifice. And we live in a culture that's like, don't sacrifice. Well, I mean, don't take risks. Be lukewarm. Be you know, and that's the biggest. Adverse. That's the biggest be, risk. You know? The biggest risk is being that yeah. is being risk risk averse. Yeah. And you know. Um, don't don't ruffle any feathers. We have to check don't, the women. You know, dude. Keep the waters yeah. calm. It's and like, dude, no, we need. Like, we have enemies. They're after us. We need to be bold. We need to be strong. We need to speak up, stand out. You know, for the right reasons, obviously. But like, our church is so effeminate where it's that it's don't make anyone mad. I Everyone know, get man. Along. It's really rough. And silent and it's really <laughs> rough. So yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think it needs to go like way further. I mean, I think like way further than the, even the most extreme in society. Um, I, I I think that if you were to rewind, if just going back eighty years, these pastors would be appalled. Oh God! I, yeah, 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 I I think that they would be appalled, and they sh- and they should be. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, I I think that all all that whole line of thing, and I. I just wish that I could unsee things sometimes, because once you like that, you know, we're not. I know we're talk, not talking about like capital N noticing, you know, in this, in the, you know, but like once, really, once you start noticing patterns in society, it's like such a blessing and a curse, because yeah. then you see yeah. it in everything, and that opens yourself up that to to being very biased and overcorrecting, because maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong about the details but i think we're both directionally right we're directionally right that this is a huge red flag in in churches it's a huge red flag in your in one's own life um yeah i mean i was listening to a podcast uh on the way down here how um uh it says in the the curse in genesis you know the fall of man and he he gives a a specific curse on the man specific curse on the woman and this guy was breaking down the the Hebrew, the original Hebrew of where it says, um, to, God says to the to Eve, your desire will be for your husband. And the word for there is actually, it's better translated 
against. You 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 will be in conflict for your, with your husband. Right. You, like you will be this so like this endless rebel thing. And it's, it means it's like seeking to be in charge. Yes, because right? that was always Eve's sin, try- was exactly. trying to take control, exactly. trying to claim knowledge, like so, seeking to become God. Right. Yeah, and, and so like what you're saying is like you know like leadership is like sacrifice, and the the answer is we need to literally sacrifice the women. <laughs> We need to literally Build bring the altars, back. Light the, light the it's unfortunate, ladies. Burn the witches. <laughs> burn yeah, the dude, witch. we're just doing stand-up comedy here. We're just totally doing the. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's an it's an issue. I totally, I, yeah, I I think that I don't know. I don't think you. Like, I don't. If I was, I don't know, man. I gotta like search the scripture, but there's nothing in there about like youth groups or. There is there is stuff in there about gender like gender segregation or I guess more gender like hierarchy like the men should be leading and teaching. There is scripture about like kids should be with adults during worship. Yeah, well, I'm or saying during church. Because I'm that, saying that, there's a there's a reason why, and I'm blanking on the exact scripture, but Jesus does say like basically the children should be here. They're trying to escort That's children what I mean. out. I think it's in Matthew. They're trying to escort. I think it's like seventeen. They're trying to like get the children out. The like, little little children come in. And Jesus stops them yeah. and says, "No, like they need to be." Like, well, that's what I mean. I'm and agreeing with you. That's why, like, Church yeah. of Christ, like, yeah. there's some churches that are very adamant about we don't have Sunday school for kids. They, yeah. Kids sit there even if they're crying, or they're little kids playing around and distracting. It's like, who cares? Like, that's part. They're part of the community. Yep. Even if they're five years old and have ADHD, like they're part of the church, so they need to be here with the church. <laughs> I kind of see some argument Dude, for that, but also, I, yeah, it might be more effective to have all the five-year-olds learning like lessons that are more suitable for five-year-olds to comprehend. Yeah, I mean, I just think they, you know, that's what the that happens at home. Preaching about the dangers of idol worship and st- like using like cell phone use. I don't know if like a six-year-old is going to resonate with that. It doesn't very all well, need to apply to every single person. It's just because because really, what church, ch- you know, church has been like, you know boiled down to this kind of not a formula but what really it is it's it's time of worship and that's giving worth to god that's the root word of worship is 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 give ultimate worth that's really what worship means so it is singing it is praying but the kids don't need to even you know they don't need it doesn't need to all apply like you so by that argument and i know you're not i know you're just kind of a devil's advocate or whatever you're like exploring it hypothetically but there could be a I see me- value in both. I think I don't know if there's necessarily a right way. I just think they're both. I think the right way. If you're doing it right, I think both ways can work. I think be beneficial. Well, I mean, I see. I disagree. I, would, I disagree. Yeah. Would, my preference, if I was a pastor of a church, would yeah. be to have the children in yeah. the main. Congregation, well, that like that, in the, that thing where it applies room. to kids, that's done. That should be done at home. That they do need that. They yeah. do need. They do need stuff that's applicable to them. But when you're at church, you should, I just think you should be worshiping as a church body. Period. I think that that, yeah. in my opinion, that's the right way to do things. And if it's, yeah, like here's a thing that that kind of, um, I've changed a lot on. Um, it's you know how you're saying, if you were running a church, you would do it this way. That means that's your belief. And I think that any opinion that one has, if you believe it, that means you should be trying to make other people do it. Not make, but like you should be, if you hold it strong enough for yourself, 
that means you should be trying to convince other people to do it, which means that you think it's the right way, and there's nothing wrong with that. I used to think that it was like, yeah. it was like, um, it was like, oh, it's just my opinion and you have yours. I mean, but, but an opinion about a right, like a, a moral claim is well, worth convincing others, not forcing it that like with the sword, but that's, that's your belief. And if you were, if you, if you, Sean were to, if it's your take that if you started a church, things should be a certain way, that means you think other people should be doing it implicitly. And I think that's awesome. But what we, what we do is we trick ourselves into saying, I'm the goose, they're the gander. And just because I think it's right for me doesn't make it right for them. But I think it's actually the opposite. I think if you think it's right for you, that means you also think it's right for them. And you should be trying to affect the world in that way. I didn't used to think that, but I think that, that we were like raised to be like ashamed of thinking. We were raised to be ashamed of universalism. It's like... You know, no, 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 just they do it their way. Well, how about how would I make them not? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I make them. Well, well, I was thinking because my I have a Bible study where the leader, husband and wife, he went to like seminary. He's just this unbelievable, just fountain of knowledge about mm, the Bible. Cool. Really reasonable, awesome man. He had a really good thing about a couple months back about. And my church, this is my Bible. My Bible study group I'm about to talk about is different than my church, but they both overlap in this, like primary and secondary concerns, Mm. which would not be a thing with like Catholics and Protestants or Catholics and Orthodox. This is like a very Protestant thing, because the Catholics would say, "Here are the important things. Everyone has to obey them. This is the rules," kind of thing. Protestants have this more take of like first-rank doctrines, second-rank doctrines, or like. Some people say primary concerns, secondary concerns, third concerns or whatever. And it is like, I just see things more like that. Like the first rank doctrines to me are like just non-negotiable. Yeah. It's over. You're, you, these are things that are true. They're clearly outlined in scripture. There's no debate over them. Yeah. And if you disagree with it, you're literally like disobeying God. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's not even a debate to be had. This is what happens. (laughs) Yeah. But then there's like second rate doctrines where it's like, it's kind of important. It's pretty important. And this mm-hmm. is where a lot of like denominations do really divide over. Yep. Um, but to me, like, I just don't, I really don't see that as something like terribly important that we should be fighting. Oh, over. I agree with that. And so like when we were saying that, like, should kids be there? That's not a primary issue. No. To me, that's no. like a secondary no. issue. So that's why I kind of said like that or like, you know, what color the carpet should be. That's yeah. like third, fourth. That's rank. just, you know, that's there's levels to it. You know, like my pastor said, the first rank doctrines are obviously like Trinity, sufficiency of scripture, yep. justification by faith alone, yep. exclusivity of Jesus Christ for salvation. Sure. And it's like you break those like, sorry, you're out. Like there's just no yeah. negotiating. There's no lines. There's no wiggle room on that. Secondary doctrines, though, are like credo-baptism, pedo-baptism. Like, are you going to baptize your baby? Do you have to have it? Can you re-baptize? What type of water are you baptizing? Like, there's a lot of, like, secondary where it doesn't I saw really you on matter. the timeline arguing with someone about with that. that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just gave it up because I yeah. hate. I get yeah. into arguments on. See, I, I, I just don't like it. I, I don't even. I've never been in a single Twitter fight. <laughs> I need yeah. to. I'm about to delete it again. Yeah. Or are you? Or I'm just going to delete See, everything I- and just study it almost like use it as an experiment to just study but Hmm. but yeah like complementary to me this one's a little you know to me second rate doctrines like complementarianism are really important what is that 
So complementarianism is like men and women were created different with different roles. And like we complement each other. Yeah. And that is what you're I mean, it's proven. To me, it is true. It's Adam and Eve. God specifically says, like, I created man to do this. So what's the opposite? What's the worldview that's opposed um, to that? I forget the phrase, but basically. Is it egalitarian? Egalitarian. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, we're equal. Men and women are the same. They can have the same roles. That's just so if you have a female Satan, pastor, dude, yeah. you're not a complementarianism. And you you're an egalitarian. Yeah, you're exactly. You're egalitarian. Yeah. Because you believe that like women can do the same yeah. roles that are clearly given to men in the Bible, you know. So my but point. To me, oh. that's like that's not necessarily first rank, but that is really important. So I would like there's times where I would take strong stances on that, but I also wouldn't let it affect my church. I wouldn't like tear down my church over it. I don't know. That's a hard thing because there are, I don't know. It's just, and then we were talking about this in, in our Bible study of like, how do you really say what's first or second? Cause some things like that are like pretty important and pretty scripturally outlined. Like there is really not like debate or wiggle room, but it's just not like absolutely mandatory necessary. Yeah. You know? To me. Yeah. I mean, well, so just to go back to what I was saying about like the having an opinion and convincing others, I'm not saying that it that it's every opinion is worth like leaving a church over or torpedoing a church, but I think that, um, yeah, or even just fighting with people over. Like, yeah, well, is speaking were, like to get really heated over something is like, speaking up about baptism, something. You know? I mean, see, I think that's very important. I, I I think I don't know if it's I think that like just having the tier system is helpful in a way now okay it's not it's not at first the the infant baptism is not it's certainly not a primary issue i mean it's not a gospel related issue because both i mean as far as i'm concerned credo and pedo baptist neither of them think that baptist baptism saves you they they believe that it's faith alone through grace alone um uh grace alone through faith alone sorry um which is why it would be second. Yeah, and and, and you in know the class I brought it up because I'm like, well, Church of Christ would say that's a f- primary issue because baptism to them is salvation. Yeah, like they believe you are sat, you are saved when you have your baptism. You know what I mean? Not through faith. Do alone. they believe in once saved, always saved? Osas. I'm not super. I'm not gonna speak for them. I'm yeah. not like super, but. The issue I know about that was because I was, when I was attending Church of Christ, I wasn't baptized at all yet. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was just in rebellion. I was making arguments being like, I'm baptized by the Spirit. I'm good. I don't Mm. need to like go through the motions of being dunked in water. Yeah. You know? And then Church of Christ was like, not only are you not baptized, you're not baptized by our church. Yep. You're not a member of our church because of that. And you're not saved. Yep. And yeah. I was like, that's really dangerous. Yeah. So then I like almost got more anti-baptism because I'm like, well, you guys are, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. But it is after a while. And I still mean, obviously baptism doesn't save. So, but at some point, if you're just stubbornly refusing to be baptized, that's disobeying God because yep. we're called to do it. You know? So it's like, it isn't necessary for my salvation, but it is necessary for my faith walk. It is at some point becoming like disobedient to God. Like you are doing something out of pride, 100%. you know, so yeah. like there is lines that, that I was real starting to realize, like I'm crossing this and like, I just really feel convicted. Like I'm not being God. I'm not being Christ. Like Christ got baptized. You know, if I'm seeking to be Christ, like I should probably do that. But I was just really pushing back on like the community I was in at that moment. And when in my own faith walk 
which was saying you have to get baptized or because you're not saved yet. You're not a Christian yet. You're not saved yet. Yep. So the church like that would put it as primary. Right. So I'm like arguing. I'm like, well, then who's deciding what Like the Bible doesn't say what's well, a primary issue or what's not? Well, it's almost like that's a man-made thing in and of itself. They're right about but that. Sometimes it's just obvious. Sometimes like, like safe through faith alone. I mean, obviously, there are some people out there that will argue that. But I just there's no way you can disprove that that's a primary issue. Well, of, baptism is a primary issue. Like. Like well, being, I'm saying specifically being like the what saves you. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying like, but but my point about because to get back to the uh, infant baptism versus credo baptism, both of those would agree that being baptized is non-negotiable biblical, not for salvation, but it's everyone. Every question needs to be baptized. They just have a dispute over whether it's when you believe or it's when when you're a kid. So that's that's all I'm saying is that baptism itself would be like if if I were if there was a church that was like you don't need to be baptized not for salvation they're just like we you don't need to do it it's not even an act of obedience if they were preaching that that you, like you just said you were in rebellion if they were pre- preaching that you that you're not disobeying God, not to do a double negative but you're not being disobedient if you don't get baptized it's like a triple negative um <laughs> yeah i mean it works logically that works right yeah but that's this i mean that's that's the same thing with like a female pastor because it is at some point like you are disobeying scripture 100 percent. and well, i've gotten in these arguments with people they always like to say like well timothy was a cultural letter that was written to a specific people group at a specific time. And it's like, so was the entire Bible. So if you're going to deny this letter, which is in scripture for a reason, you're going to deny this and make justifications by saying, well, this one time, this one time Paul wrote a letter, it was specifically just for this specific group of people at this specific time and place. That all the was. the rest of the Bible, we, of course we adhere to the rest of the Bible. Dude. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's you loopholing your way out of obeying the Bible. That's literally just. Like, that's uh, you loopholing your way out of obeying God. That's just fear you know? of women, dude. That's all. That's and just that's like. that's what that is. That is like, that. Yeah, I mean, it is that's that. just like fear. It's either women wanting power or it's men wanting to worship women <laughs> wanting to make women their god Yikes. and then you know yeah i don't know i don't know what what would i mean but there's I, a lot of things i mean that's not the only that's just that seems to be a, happening a lot it happens a lot in nashville too which is kind of disheartening but it's like that's happening but there's cities a lot of man things like that where people will say well our church does this because this one thing this one verse or they'll twist and be like well what he really meant or what this which is kind of the problem with sola scriptura. <laughs> that's kind of the, the downfall, like you were saying earlier. See, like, that's see, what I, Catholics and Orthodox kind of do well, is they actually have authority to say no on some of these things. Um, hmm. But I was going to say, like, because a church could say, well, we don't need to baptize, because this is the argument I was making, which is valid. It's fairly valid. Like, the thief on the cross wasn't baptized, yep. but he was in heaven. Yep. Jesus said, you'll be in heaven with me today. He was never baptized. Yep. There's a lot of people in the Bible. Paul says at one point, I think it's in Galatians. I could be wrong. He says, like, I'm glad I didn't baptize people because I don't want people to start thinking that, like, baptism saves. Yep. You know, there's there's parts of the Bible where, like, you could start justifying that and say, well, our church doesn't baptize because of this scripture right here and this verse right here. You know, this instance right here and this this letter of Paul's right here. 
And it's like, or you could read the rest of the New Testament where Jesus is getting baptized, Paul's baptized. You know, the whole point of the new covenant was this water submersion baptism, washing away your sins, being born again, coming out of the water. Like the whole theme, the whole thing is about baptizing. And it's like you're, I don't, I'm going to blank on that phrase, but like you're missing the woods because you're yeah. focused on the tree or whatever. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you can bend and twist your this verse or this scripture to justify your disobedience to the rest of the gospel. Not to mention people at the bigger picture. You're disobeying the God. You're disobeying the Bible. People in the old Testament got saved pre baptism. Right. Like people, you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a mess, dude. I mean, it makes, this is what made me want to be Catholic or Orthodox. Same. I mean, Uh, but, but it doesn't make them right. I mean, cause the, the, you mentioned earlier the, uh, like this tiered system is like a is like a Protestant thing. Do you say it was Protestant and Orthodox? No, I was saying Catholic. I, was, I probably misspoke. I was saying yeah. it's a Protestant thing. Yeah, where the Catholic and Orthodox don't. Yeah, to, well, because there's it's not no a there's it's no not tiers that, in yeah. Catholic and Orthodox. There's right. one tier. It's that's just, why. That's it's why, just what they say. Yeah, right? it's just it, there is the rules of the church. Yeah, that's it. You know. Yeah. I don't know what it would. T- I mean, I but there's pers- problems with that too, because then there's problems with that. Because what if the church, which, which is run by men, gets corrupted and says the you know starts bending and twisting scripture, and then there's no checks and balances on yeah. it. So there's problems with that too, and I just think inevitably at the end of the day we're all men who fall short, and we're all sinners, and we're, this is like there is the church, the big C church, and then there's a bunch of like churches under that umbrella and all those churches are man-made and they're going to be flawed and broken and right that doesn't mean give up on them that doesn't mean blow them up or leave them necessarily but see yeah. you wouldn't leave a well what what's your take on 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 infant baptism like do you do you believe in i don't cre- mind it i mean it can happen yeah <laughs> well i mean i think it'd be weird if they were like well my baby's now saved at age one yeah because i dipped it in water and i don't think yeah, any of them I mean, think that um, yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. But I, but, but see, I'm, that's I what would, I'm saying is like if you're, it depends on what you're doing with that. You know, there's different levels to see, it. See, I would, I wouldn't go to a church that does infant baptism. And I wouldn't Good. go to, I wouldn't go to a church that's Calvinist either. Good. Like, yeah, I mean, those are, the, like, especially the Calvinism thing. I think that's a gospel issue. I think that that, like, the way that God saves is, is a gospel issue. And I'm, you know, I, yeah, I wouldn't go to like a reformed. If my church became Calvinist, I would probably leave it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very important. I think that predestining, predestination to salvation and ergo to hell is is very, very important. I don't think Scripture teaches that. Um, I could be wrong, but you know <laughs> that's fine. Uh, people are wrong about stuff, um, but. You know, and I we're think probably when we play this podcast back in six years, we're both going to be yeah. like, we're both so wrong about so many things we said. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Um, in six years, when I have a clear definition of what art is, I'm going to be like, stupid could we have been? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> now, once I've joined a church, I will. I, here's here's what I'll say. I think leaving a church is a much bigger deal than not joining a church like if i'm church hunting and i did a lot like i did went through a rigorous process to like choose mine um 
just not like if I go to a church, I'm like, oh, they, these guys are uh, Calvinist and they're, they're basically Presbyterian. Like they believe in credo, uh, sorry, uh, pedo baptism and they're reformed in their beliefs. So they believe in predestination. They're Calvinist. I would never go to a church like that. But if I'm already part of a church family and then my church becomes a certain thing, it's a big deal to leave that church. Like that's a big deal. Like so I think there's more weight leaving a church than to just not choosing one. And that's it's a problem that there's so many churches like that, like this, like uh, what is it? Golden Corral buffet style (laughs) church thing is not good. It it, it started off as one church. And the thing is, I the church is not the the church is not man made. I mean, you know, I mean, and I don't think we're all part of it. Christ's body. Yeah, I don't I don't think that everyone I don't think that everyone that calls on the name of Jesus is in the church. I don't think that because they a lot of them make up a false Jesus like yeah if you if the name of Christ is not what saves Christ is what saves right so like you could be like preaching a false Jesus and that's that you're not a Christian just because you say the name Jesus doesn't make you a Christian I mean that's why Catholics think we're going to hell I mean we call him the name of Jesus but no one's saved outside of the Catholic Church in their worldview so it's sad, man. People going to hell is sad, very sad. Um, wish I had more answers, dude. Wish I had more <laughs> answers, but yeah, I mean, the not to get into it too much, but the 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 Calvin. I haven't and I haven't haven't talked about this that much, but the Calvinism thing really is weird. Like I'm, I, that's pr- probably all I'll say about it because I'm on my journey. I almost was. I did agree with the Calvinist thing like a year ago, and now I'm pretty staunchly opposed to the. That's what I don't think the scripture teaches that. But p- smarter people than me will probably hear this podcast and try to convince me or jump down my throat or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's inevitable with anything. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say anything, any stream topic, I'm always right. someone. Yeah. If I if I give like shout outs or praise to like stuff the Catholics are doing, my Protestant friends will be like, how dare you? If I say I mean, I'm a Protestant and it's like you need to you're not saved yet. You're not you know, I get it all the time. I mean, the first time I did the fireplace stream, I had like an old online friend kind of hop in the chat and basically be like this whole thing is godless and sinful because it's not you know church on sunday at the orthodox church and it's like he was an orthodox guy yeah yeah and it's just like all right man i mean what are you doing on friday night yeah in my live chat well you know i don't i mean i'm not gonna assume but like what are you doing on friday night that's more that's building the kingdom more than a bunch of like 20 year olds choosing to go downtown to a godless place and evangelize and hopefully convert people like yeah, okay, it might not be as holy and awesome and righteous as your church, but, like, they're doing some good. <laughs> yeah. They're doing some good on a Friday night when they could be doing, like, a bunch of bad. There's, yeah. They could be out there in downtown yeah. having fun and doing bad stuff. It's like, no, they're choosing to, like, hug each other, smile together, sing worship songs to each other, pray together, lay hands on each other, evangelize to the godless people together. Dude. And to, like, just have this, like, condescending or, like, this, like, anti-negative, like, these people aren't orthodox, therefore, you know, no it goes matter without what saying they do is, is bad. It's like... It goes without saying. If you're orthodox, you think it's all wrong. Like, right. it, it's like, I, you know, if but I were... I get in, Protestant. My Protestant friends, too. It's like, I know Catholics that are awesome. And, like, yeah, that whatever you can say about their church, it might be valid. 
these Catholics, the people that I know, are incredibly honestly, based. Honestly, I'll see them in eternity. Incredibly we'll based. We'll be seeing them in eternity. They'll be living next door to you. And right now, you're like condescending and mocking them because they like. I don't like the anti-Catholic thing, For whatever reason, thing, are going yeah. to a Catholic church. You know, it's like you don't know their walk, you don't know their life, yeah. you don't know their heart. I do you know, not it's, it's like pretty the fair anti-Catholic for thing. You to say like because they're not doing what I do, <laughs> you're not saved. It's like I don't know. I just I would slow your roll on that. Yeah. And I see it in every direction, and because I kind of float. I mean, people could say that's a problem, like, like universalism, where it's like you're not truly adhering to like the specific way you believe or whatever you're kind of floating around i guess or whatever i don't know how i forget the way someone phrased it before but they were basically i don't even know if that's the right word unitarian or universalist or something that's universalist universalist yeah unitarian's different right but that means you don't believe in the trinity unitarian yeah okay jesse lee peterson's a unitarian Okay. Yeah, it means it means you only recognize God the Father as God. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, universalism. Yeah. But it's trending me, it's like, there. Wasn't but Jesus no. universalist? No. <laughs> no. I mean, in his day, he was pretty refuting the church and the church leaders of his day and building a new church. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, no. He 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 was actually the exact opposite of a universalist. He was. In the heart, the most, no one was a bigger like exclusivist than Christ. He said, "There's literally only one way." Um, no, I mean, I mean, universalist. I guess what I'm thinking is he's more. He would go to Samaria and say, "The kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe." Yeah. Whereas the the church of his day would say, "Oh, the Samaritans can't be saved." Yeah. That's kind of, I guess, I mean, I, met, I might have misspoke or I mm. might just be wrong, but I'm thinking more in that regard of like Jesus was offering the kingdom to everyone, to yeah. Gentiles, to Jews, to Samaritans, to the Pharisees, to also like, you know, the Ethiopians or, you know, it's like everyone was welcomed into his new church. It wasn't like only the Jews are allowed in or only these specific people are allowed in. Yeah, I mean, the, only the Sadducees are correct. Yeah. <laughs> only well, the, no, but that's 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 different. And that might though. not be universalism, but that's yeah. Kind of, well, there is a correct way, is what I'm saying, and that's not like I, you know, just because like all people group, all, all, not you, the proverbial you, not you, Sean, but like one has to be careful about just because um anyone is allowed to do things the correct way doesn't mean that there's not a correct way. There's totally a correct way. Well, right. Which you know, is that's what I'm saying. Christ. That's all I'm saying. Right. Like, so, you know, honestly, like not, not to pivot too much, but if I was in charge, man, the, the first <laughs> thing I would do is like, it like is clamp down on free speech, dude. Cause I, I don't think that everyone should be able to speak. <laughs> like like so like so like I love the internet, but like I said earlier, I don't like getting fights on Twitter. Go, literally, go off, King. Dude, like I, no, like I would just be like I would so heavily, I wouldn't like regulate the person's ability to like output their own speech on their own profile. Like I wouldn't delete and ban people's accounts, but I would clamp down so hard on this reply guy comment comment section thing. Like I don't think. Everyone should be able to comment on your videos. It's your video. Um, so, like, this thing, this reply guy thing, where, like, Erm, well, actually, well, like, actually, dude, yeah. That, yeah. see, that is where I see the problem, because yeah. there is a right way to, like, n settle and conduct these disputes. 
it's like go to someone in private or like take it in in the the pri- like there's no privacy on the internet um even in the dms you can screenshot those dms and and leak them or whatever but yeah. like you know the, the, in a good world your buddy who's like the only way is the orthodox way that would be like you could talk you could speak to the person about that the reply guy thing it's like people love to say that it's like the problem that's a problem with the internet but i don't think that's the problem with the internet that's a, the problem is the comment section so if i i want to be like trump's like internet czar dude <laughs> i would go so hard dude i would go so hard if, if i could be like the internet czar um i guess i'm getting ready to play huh um cool oh i thought it was him i think he works here um might be him yeah, he was he was doing stuff earlier. Jazz night. Jazz night. Um, yeah, dude, we better roll out because we're getting ready to hear some like super sinful music. Yeah, say it's gonna jazz it's gonna music. be like you know, um, it's gonna be like on the two and the four, and I'm gonna start <laughs> I'm gonna start like shuffling my hips. I'm gonna start like voting for a female pastor. Um, anyway, man. Yeah, I mean the church stuff. It's like I I honestly. It's cool on a podcast, and it's cool, like, boys talking about it. But I, I actually, talking about it without a Bible in your hand, like, this is why they have, like, the process of, like, hermeneutics and, like, biblical interpretation and, and like, there's rules for this stuff because if it is, it becomes a free-for-all, like, so fast. Like, me and you get along extremely well. And, it, and look how fast between like in optimal circumstances it can kind of just become like a little free-for-all where not in a bad way i don't mean i don't feel like negatively about this but it's just like man we live in a fallen world like that's that's what like it really comes down to i'm just like like i talk for like five minutes with like one of my best friends not like like an an example a perfect example is like might be wrong is one of my one of my best friends and even like a five-minute conversation i'm like man like the only thing I'm sh- sure about is like I'm a sinner and Christ is the answer, and I'm just like I get like I'm just like I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. Just you know, like <laughs> uh, you know, baptize your kids or whatever. I'm not going to like I don't know. Like <laughs> the reason I bring him up not just because he's he's a very good friend is because he is Presbyterian. He he's reformed and and uh, and uh believes in infant baptism i haven't really talked to him too much about this stuff he's been he was instrumental in like teaching me more about the bible and stuff like that um but uh yeah i'm a sinner dude i'm a sinner and need, need a savior <laughs> facts and i and i like being funny you know so. i love that yep yeah, it might be a good place to yeah, wrap up. Sure. We've been going for like three hours. So. Really? Are you serious? We've been going for four hours, but we started the podcast about no an hour way. In, so. We just did a three-hour <laughs> podcast. Yeah, man, dude, that was good. This dude, that's crazy. <laughs> to break man. it into five sections. Whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I go long cool. form. I have fans that like long form. Yeah. So I, well, I don't I like have a too. lot of fans. I just have like some diehard fans yeah. that like me. Apparently, yeah. You're a likable guy. And hate me. Yeah. I have people that hate listen to and they get in my they debate me and stuff. Which is I wonder fun. what that's like having ha- having hate listeners. <laughs> I've never experienced yeah, that. Yeah, you've never experienced no. that. On a daily <laughs> daily in your chat. Dude. The funniest <laughs> is when you're just like you're you're rolling, you're rocking, you're rolling on your streams, then all of a sudden you're just like so and so and so 
just just whatever you're pitching, just pitch it, man. Dude, I'm like, like I know it's coming. You seem like a graphic designer. <laughs> like I'm like, oh. I know what you're about to pitch me something. Just pitch it so we can like, mock hello. you and move on. How with how is your day? I'm like, dude, <laughs> terrible. How's yours? <laughs> Why don't you draw me a picture or something yeah. like that? <laughs> now, one day it was hilarious. I, it turned out to be one of the ignorance, right? But that one day where you pulled I up, still that don't scene, know who it was. Yeah, you pulled up that scene. That's just like. I'm not buying what you're selling, but well, come on, t- give me your pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, that that's the best you got? Like, that's the best you got? I'm like, come, come on, on, sell man. me on it. Come sell on. me on it. That's funny, man. And it was like the fetch rewards. Fetch, like that, yeah, fe- fetch. I'd never heard of that before. And then someone in the comments said, uh, <laughs> stop, stop making fetch. fetch. Stop trying to make fetch. It was thing. the funniest <laughs> thing. It was Horatius. Yeah. Like, it, like Horatius is a funny guy, but he's not like the a big, he's not cover. like the big, like, yeah, like Horatius. <laughs> Making stop a making fetch a thing. stop making fe- trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was literally laugh out louding at work yeah. on that. that yeah. Good. So with that, yeah. Any plugs? Shout outs on the daily stream. Rumble, where they can be a part of all the hilarity that is yeah. on weekdays. If you want weekdays. the Bible, Bible thing, uh, eight a.m. Central. If you want the politics and news thing, and my life intersecting with history and uh, whatever else, that's at uh, nine a.m. Central every weekday. Got two cool guests coming up this this coming week. I don't know when you're gonna upload this, but um, gonna focus on having more guests on the show. Streaming uh, political events. Twenty twenty four is gonna be a crazy year. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, if you want to shill anything, it's my Rumble. Uh, <laughs> Ignoramus on Rumble, and that's about it, man. I don't. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Jr. Normus on yes on media. Twitter. That's right. Oh yeah, and Instagram as well. I, I I changed it. I need to start posting on Instagram more. I kind of yeah. slacked on my meme game, dude. You know, I can't slack on the memes. It's man. It's, it's talk about primary issues. <laughs> Thou shalt not slack on the meme game, dude. Facts. Primary concerns. Yeah, it was fun, man. Right on. Yeah, thanks for thanks yeah. thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah thanks for having thanks me for on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on my show. <laughs> I do that too. I'm like, oh, thanks for thanks for having me on. And like, dude, I'm, I'm I'm on your your show. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, dude. Thank you. Awesome, man.